0: Now, live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in
2: to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. You are hearing us through Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, perhaps 104.1 in Washington. Maybe you're old school, 1250 and 930. Maybe you're new school, pr927fm.com. Or maybe you are watching us today on facebook live and on youtube we are locked and loaded with a lot of content on our youtube page at pirate radio tv you can find the latest from mike houston donnie kirkpatrick blake harrell from wednesday's post practice as we've got those videos and interviews up in their entirety also a new edition of pirate radio trivia with dh conley athletics director rob maloney and jh rose ad clay medlin we uh, actually had that live yesterday on the air and now you can watch it whenever you'd like to on facebook or on youtube all right we uh got a lot to get to on a thursday edition of prl and coming up in about 20 minutes we're gonna say hello hello to a friend that left us and then later on in the show we're gonna say goodbye to a friend that is leaving us Kind of a very sentimental day here on Pirate Radio Live. Tears will be shed uh, in the next three hours. Corey Glore, that no-good yellow-belly coward, will join us coming up at around 320. He is the play-by-play voice of the Tulane Green Wave. We will talk about Tulane's one and three starts of the season, what they've done well, why do they have all those losses, what happened last week against UAB, I guess more importantly, we'll talk about life too. Have they adjusted following the hurricane there? And uh, curious to see how Corey is living at the moment because uh, a lot of those guys, Corey included, were displaced during that hurricane. So we'll get an update on that, talk some football and more with Corey Glore at around 320. At 340, Jeff Nadeau, big man on campus, joins us. Thursday night football tonight. Not the most attractive matchup between the Bengals and the Jags. We'll see if he has a betting edge in that game, and we'll go over the week four card. You've got the uh, Panthers having their first real test of the season against the Cowboys. My team against the Atlanta Falcons. Good one between the Rams and Cardinals brady back in foxborough we'll go over it all with the big man on campus coming up later on this hour at four o'clock the last regularly scheduled in-studio appearance ever from ronnie woodward who is leaving the daily reflector and leaving us at least on a weekly basis to pursue his dream to become a wwe superstar (laughs) just kidding (laughs) he's got another job <laughs> that would be funny, though, right? If little Ronnie was leaving the Daily Reflection <laughs> to pursue his his way his passion. He never talks about it. He wants to be a pro wrestler. <laughs> you think you know me? But you can't uh, see me. I don't know if Ronnie announced what he's doing yet. We'll see if he'll do that on the show today and talk about what's next for him. But uh man, Ronnie uh, has been a guest for a long time on all of my programs here on Pirate Radio and uh has been a long uh time friend as well but as you know once you're off the show that means you're no longer my friend yeah
4: you're done <laughs> you're done buddy
2: i cut ties with people
4: across the board as soon as he leaves that door he's I, he's dead to done me. dead
5: see ya i wonder how i guy feels about this <laughs>
2: Uh, I just
5: because you know those two guys when it comes to press conferences they usually the one two you know one two punch yeah in terms of who gets to ask the questions first but usually it's i go and then ronnie or ronnie and then i go that's gonna really mess up the rotation
2: it is they're and the, uh mark is gonna have to pick up the slack
4: they're the hardy boys of the greenville media well
2: said chandler so uh ronnie woodward will join us one final time in his regular spot coming up although i believe we do have him logged in for saturday as well on the uh bud light pregame tailgate his
4: last hurrah
2: i think his last game day with us Uh, although now he's gonna have saturdays off i told him to hey come hang out sarah and uh, annie can go over to ube or walk in uptown and you can join us for a segment so
4: He's got one more last chance to say that Tulane is not athletic. Very
2: fitting that this is his last game, right? The team that he said was not athletic that rolled all over ECU last year and people got mad on the fifth quarter. Uh, Ronnie uh, has, yeah, one more chance to see this non-athletic, quote-unquote, team uh, take on ECU this weekend. Touchdown, Tony Collins will join us at 5 o'clock. We'll uh, ask him how his weekend in Foxborough went.
4: What the hell is going on around here? Ooh, who's our quarterback Ooh.
2: the game did not go well for tony i'm sure he had fun uh, away from the game itself but we'll recap that he's got another busted guarantee we're starting to pile these up here we got to get some mayonnaise on his dome sometime soon so we can mayo, catch up. On the,
4: mayo on the dome
2: mayo on the dome we'll hear from mike houston donnie kirkpatrick blake harrell fernando fry also uh at some point today i want to play a cut from the Pirate Radio podcast Jeff Charles and Leonard Henry and that one was as advertised Jeff told me uh and and Chandler you said it too that like uh he, he Jeff was really fired up for this interview said it was awesome I listened to it after we got done here with trivia last night and it was awesome I, I even texted Jeff and said I really enjoyed that what a guy what a what a human being Leonard Henry is and uh, we know what a great player he was as well but if you miss that we're airing that at six o'clock Shirley that is correct all right so make sure you check that out you can also download it uh, and listen to it on your own time but great chat with one day ECU Hall of Famer Leonard Henry and I say that because he deserves it but also I don't think Jeff Charles is going to leave this earth without making sure that leonard henry is in the ecu hall gonna of fame beat that
4: drum until the drum is no more <laughs> he's very
2: adamant about it and uh and that'll happen one day so uh, check that out at six o'clock if you missed it last night or download it uh, on your own time all right so there's that we got uh shirley chandler intern macon here hanging out today um did
4: you ever tell macon her new nickname? <laughs>
2: I did not uh let's get making on can you get her some headphones real quick? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about this,
0: yeah, <laughs>
2: because. This was on a Tuesday, and I don't I'm think... I'm
0: actually really nervous I don't this. think
2: Macon was here last Thursday, maybe. No,
5: because she had something she had to do. So.
2: I completely forgot about it. So we played some cuts and uh, that you cut up, which you're doing a great job. You really are, because you didn't know anything about this stuff like four weeks ago. Yeah. And now I'm relying on you to cut up the audio and everything. But there was a cut where Mike Houston quit talking, and then um, somebody asked a question, and he went into another answer. So you oh, you you so you,
1: messed up. You,
2: and I, I said <laughs> is her last name mistakes, making mistakes. <laughs> and we thought that was kind of funny. That's all.
6: Yeah, it is kind of funny.
2: <laughs> it's kind of funny. You come from a long line of the, the mistakes. Making mistakes. Was that supposed to be funny? <laughs> <laughs> making, you're doing a good job.
7: Thank you. You definitely. really are. I will,
1: i'll try not to make another mistake
2: no more making mistakes uh by the way uh i'll go ahead and say that i was making mistakes yesterday that was well documented on the show yes when i was cutting up audio so
1: when you were cutting clips
2: yes clip did not cut the clip correctly so wow i'm getting the troy d uh Well, no
5: i really meant that one for macon because she did bring that up for macon yes Yes.
2: macon uh is doing a fantastic job cutting for clips but uh (laughs) we did have a laugh with uh making mistakes so (laughs) miss mistakes uh joining us today so good stuff all right uh where are we oh we got a basketball schedule people no
4: we don't
2: excitement time we got a shut th- up chandler i'm being serious <laughs> we got a basketball schedule oh no
4: you didn't
2: <laughs> uh he's it could care- be a total goat rodeo oh joe don't say that by the way we got like basketball media day today
4: where's johnny gardner at? i know he's gonna be flooding the face johnny comments.
2: where you at you got any questions comments on this basketball schedule we'll uh, dive into it with ronald woodward coming up later on but he's for
5: the final time surely sorry could you not i'm sorry
2: uh the conference slate will begin oh wow right out of the gate do you remember a couple weeks ago when i go and i were talking about who the annual upset is going to be for east carolina this year uh-huh they, they beat houston last year they've knocked off smu they've it knocked off Cincinnati. they've knocked off other teams this year we both <laughs> practically at the same time finished each other's sandwiches and said wichita state would be the upset that is the first conference game of the year so that is a perfect time on december 29th to go ahead and knock off the shockers get to one and zero. a burgley, a burglary a burgly. <laughs> thank you pays get to one and zero in conference play and uh shock the world baby
4: shock the world
2: there you go we'll we will be
4: the aftershocks
2: well uh we'll go up and down the schedule coming up uh later on
5: you're really trying hard for a rim shot right yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> two people have already got one chandler's really working
5: on on his because i dictate the the rim shot so it, you have I to work earlier, for it
4: as he was building it up i said it would be a total shocker
5: i know
2: come uh, on press it you know what uh <laughs> Oh, Steve Hill is looking for a rim shot. He says when she figures it out, she'll be making it happen. (laughs) Misses it happen. If Chandler's first name was making, uh, his last name would be Plans. Making Plans, because he's making plans not to be here the remainder of the weekend. No Chandler tomorrow. No Chandler Saturday.
4: I'll be back Monday, baby.
2: What are you doing Sunday? You going to watch games around here? I'm going to
4: be back here probably making my rounds around town
2: making my rounds around town uh maybe we'll watch some football together chandler
8: is that a date uh
2: (laughs) uh, john moody says told y'all it'd be today so john is in the doghouse the pirate radio doghouse right now because he gave us some false information Ah. about nc state coach Ruff being here so he's trying to get back into the good graces he told us yesterday which really all he did was retweet some guy saying the schedule would be out today and now John's trying to take uh, take credit for it. John, look, man, it, you still got a ways to go to to earn our trust back. So that one little tidbit of information is not enough.
4: So Better luck next time, John.
2: We need more from you, John. Um, all right, have we started the rundown? What are we talking about? I've got about? it up there. <laughs> Ready we, for you. What are we doing? What are we doing here? East Carolina still a four-point underdog to Tulane. Uh, Shirley... I want to hear Mike Houston cut number three. From today? Yes. Okay. Because he went with the coach speak earlier this week. Sandwiched in the middle of that was, we know how important this game is. And then he went back to, it's the next game, da-da-da. Now, I still feel like, and he's got to do this. He really does. Because if he says, this is it, this is our season, and they lose, then you – then what's the point of the rest of the season? He can't come out and say that. So I feel like he's he's trying to treat this as just another game, and you can hear that in his comments. Here is cut three from yesterday when he was asked how important uh, this game is.
9: Well, I think that's that's just it. It's nothing more than that. It's the next game. You know, it's our conference opener. It's it's a home ball game. I mean, that's that's all it is. I mean, you know, everybody else can worry about whatever you know other things they want to make out of it. We got a ball game this Saturday. You know, we're going to try to win that ball game this Saturday. We're playing a very good team. And so we want to be ready to go. That's it.
2: All right. There's people making this maybe more than than it is. And I am one of those people because I think this is a massive game for this 2021 season and for the era of Mike Houston here at East Carolina. Huge one coming up on Saturday. Uh, Shirley, cut eight. What's your biggest message to the team as they get ready for Saturday?
9: Prepare mentally. That's the biggest thing. that's That's what we did a poor job with last week. Uh, I, I, that was literally what I finished practice talking to them about, you know, it's just between right now and 3.30 Saturday, you know, they've got to mentally prepare themselves to play the game the way we want to play it, you know, fast, physical, high intensity, high energy, run, hit on defense, you know, getting off the ball on offense, um, you know, sharp execution, uh, and you've got to mentally prepare yourself to play the game that way. And it's, you know, anybody that has played the game understands that. If you have not played the game, you have no clue what I'm talking about, but it's, you know, there's there's things that you do out on that field that aren't just you know don't just come naturally as a human being, and so mentally you have got to get yourself ready to go out there and, and play the game that way, and so that's the biggest thing for us. You know, the next you know 48 plus hours, however long, 72 hours till uh, till kickoff 3:30 Saturday afternoon, we got to get our bodies ready to play. You know, that means getting good night's sleep. You know, nutrition, hydration. Uh, getting in the training room, you know, getting the rehab, and we got to get our minds ready to play, and because we want to come out of the gates fast, and we want to play a very physical ball game.
2: All right, Mike Houston says, get the mind right, and uh take care of your mentals. Take care of your chicken, chicken or chickens. What did Marshawn Lynch say?
4: Take care of your chicken.
2: Chicken singular. I think, I think it was singular. Okay uh so there you go uh pirates and tulane coming up saturday 3 30 we'll be with you 11 30 in the a.m on the bud light pregame tailgate and we'll be taking your calls after the game on the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show we did a lot of rambling nonsense and barely got to anything on this rundown uh but we need to take a break so we'll come back we'll uh We'll obviously hit thursday night football with the big man on campus later on this hour and uh talk some mlb playoff races as well i goes mariners right there in it red Sox picked up a must-have win last night yankees lose yankees lose to the blue jays who had to win it last night so everything happening right there in the american league the braves magic number is down to one they can clinch with a win tonight uh, we will take a timeout. By the way, coming up Friday at noon here on Pirate Radio, the UBE Pirate Preview. Speaking of great running backs, Jeff Charles just talked to Leonard Henry. Second all-time. He's got a stud coming up Friday, Junior Smith. Who is first all-time rushing. Jeff Charles surrounding himself with good running backs. Junior Smith going to join the voice coming up Friday at noon at University Book Exchange. Take a timeout. out. come back. Corey Gore joins us after a Hello, gross. Ugh. <sighs>
0: Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock.
2: Back with you on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll go down the NFL slate with Jeff Nadeau coming up in about 15, 20 minutes. We will talk to Ronnie Woodward as he says his goodbyes to us. Coming up at 4 o'clock, he is leaving the Daily Reflector and uh, taking his talents to South Beach. Nah, he's staying in Greenville. We'll talk about what he's doing, maybe, if he's ready to say. And touchdown Tony Collins joins us at 5 o'clock. Right now, we'll get you ready for Saturday's action between the Pirates and the Green Wave. It'll be East Carolina and Tulane, 3.30, Dowdy-Fickland Stadium, ESPN+. And Corey Glore will be on the call on the Tulane-Learfield-IMG network, all those words. Uh, Corey, welcome to the program. How you doing?
10: Hello, Cliff. I'm glad to be back, and I'm thrilled to welcome Ronnie to the Tulane team.
2: That is not funny,
10: <laughs> well, <laughs> funny
2: that was pretty funny, Corey, for folks that don't know you uh, how long have you been at Tulane calling games
10: uh well uh I'm glad that I, I mean I'm glad I can introduce myself to your fan base uh this will be my fifth week calling games here at Tulane
2: uh what did you do previously?
10: Previously, uh, I bummed around in, uh, in certain necks of the woods. Uh, you know, I, I, I was uh, I was a nomad, to say the least. I would follow some stickball around, some pingball. Uh, it was a pretty good program uh, over the last couple of years. Um, I'm surprised we didn't cross paths, I'll
2: be honest. yeah, hey, So you were here in Greenville, they tell me. What, what was your favorite radio program to go on to? Who was your favorite radio host to talk to while you were here in Greenville, North Carolina?
10: Oh boy, there were so few to choose from. Um, you know, I'm. Uh, you know, I. There was one time where I filled in for a guy, uh, <laughs> and it escapes me. It yeah. was really thick, and they needed me in a pinch. And I heard nothing but great things about the work I did. And then I was uh, replaced by that gentleman. It's been downhill ever since. Sorry.
2: Corey Glor joining us. He is uh, an acquaintance. I would like to say friend, although you never know with Corey. He's an interesting guy. Doesn't uh, you don't share a lot of emotions, Corey? We never really had a heart to heart, so I don't really know how you feel about me, to be honest.
10: Uh, you know, I would I would rate it as lukewarm. Yeah,
2: lukewarm. That like, sounds
10: like it's it's fine. Like yeah. I would say, our interactions have been fine,
2: pleasant, um, somewhat pleasant.
10: Yeah, like it's not like I'm racing to be by you, but I won't leave if you're there.
2: <laughs> All right, I'll take that. I like that. That's that's well said. <laughs> Corey, uh, let's talk about real-life <laughs> IRL for a moment. So you guys were displaced after the uh, the hurricane down there, and uh, we talked to you after the Oklahoma game. The Tulane, I guess, what, athletics department was working out of Birmingham, if I'm not mistaken. So can you kind of give us the, the timeline on that, Corey, what your life has been like, and, and now are you finally back settled in uh, there in New Orleans? Yeah, I,
10: the Tulane Athletics, The evacuated dates, frankly, are are eluding me by this point. The last month has been a pretty substantial blur, I'll be honest. But uh, the weekend before the Oklahoma game uh, was when Hurricane Ida hit. And so everyone evacuated Saturday. The storm hit Sunday. And everyone was told in the athletics department with the football team packed for three days. uh, And then it was such an impact. Here in New Orleans, that Tulane athletics relocated for three weeks. Spent twenty—I mean, some folks even stayed there near four weeks. A lot of folks came back last week, Uh, but football was there for twenty-two nights with the majority of the athletics department just running the show in a Birmingham hotel, and so it was. Night and day, you're walking around to Sheridan and seeing everyone from the department, seeing about eight different programs walking around trying to keep this season, the start of it, as normal as possible. And then after the Ole Miss game two weeks ago, uh, the team and most of the athletic department came back to New Orleans. And so we have been here in New Orleans now for a little over a week and a half.
2: Yeah, well, glad to uh, to get you back to some sense of normalcy there, Corey. And you were able to call a game at Yulman Stadium for the first time on Saturday, right, as as uh, Tulane uh, played UAB and the Blazers, winners in that one, Corey. Tell us about uh, what happened in that contest because that, you know, you, you look at Tulane's schedule, big underdogs against Oklahoma. They play their tails off and, and nearly come out with a, a huge upset. They roll up 69 on Morgan State they get rolled up on by Ole Miss. So UAB was kind of really the first, all right, uh, a bit of a barometer game. They are kind of an equal to Tulane, and you lose that one at home. So what uh, transpired in that football game? I know a game that Willie Fritz, at this point in his uh, tenure, thought that uh, his team probably should have won, right?
10: Yeah, they had plenty of chances to win at Clip A lot of self-inflicted wounds. I mean, that slow start doomed them from the very beginning. They spotted UAB 21 points a quarter and a half into the game uh and that happened at Ole Miss too a slow start there and frankly at at Oklahoma so slow starts have been a little bit of a problem here to begin for Tulane but seven drops from your receiving core was a huge problem a ton of missed tackles and they turned it over four times including three pretty deep in UAB territory and that was most of those in the second half when it was a one possession game and through two interceptions, in the red zone turned over on downs from the ten yard line. Um, a lot of reasons why they should have won this game, but they shot themselves in the foot way too many times with simple mistakes. And you know, I you know, I, I think it's it's not too far removed from what East Carolina is trying to navigate through right now, uh, heading into this game. A, a lot of things that seem physical on paper, but when you boil down to it, these are mental concentration mistakes last week that cost them a game that hopefully this team won't wind up looking back on.
2: Corey Gore joining us. Corey, uh, your first year calling football in a while and then first year at the college level, but you obviously watch the game, the sport. Um, What kind of QB is Michael Pratt? I mean, he became a cult hero kind of after the week one game against Oklahoma. We saw him as a a young QB last year uh, play very well, especially... Uh, against East Carolina. So where is he at right now in in year two, Corey, leading that uh, two-lane offense? I'll
10: tell you this, Cliff. He's a stud. I mean, he's got 10 touchdowns already. That's top five in the country, or maybe top 10. That'll lose me right now. But he's a very mobile quarterback as well, and he has really taken the mantle of being the leader of this offense seriously. And you know, last week, heading into the game against UAB, he, he got hurt. In the Ole Miss game, a shoulder injury, he didn't throw a ball in practice. The first time he threw a ball was in warm-ups prior to UAB. And his timing was off at the start, but he settled in and and wound up with a career high in yards thrown. Now, he made some poor decisions down the stretch trying to force this team back into it. And he threw a couple of picks that were not pretty. But there's no question like what he has going in between the years right now and how much this offense respects him. And so, yeah, I I remember watching last year's game in person at Dowdy Ficklin. And and I I remember pretty distinctly, a lot of folks talking about this true freshman quarterback that was coming in now for Tulane. And a lot of folks, I remember around the Pirates felt good about that game. And then Pratt had a a sensational day. uh, And one of a, a couple that he had in his first year, um, the kid's got some unbelievable talent and even bigger heart to go with it. And so uh, today is his birthday, as it turns out, and it's amazing the amount of respect that he's commanded in that locker room, and uh, he's been able to show up by and large on the field here through four games.
2: Corey Gore joining us on the fixed NC live line. He'll be on the call on the Tulane side coming up Saturday as the Pirates take on the green wave, a pivotal game for this 2021 season. A couple of uh, Tulane really desperate coming into this game right now, one and three in East Carolina uh, with what they have in front of them with UCF and Houston really needs to pull out this win and get to 1-0 in conference play. Corey, it's in 2021 when there's so few teams playing good defense across college football just because it's so hard now with all these offenses that if a team plays just a semblance of decent defense, they get labeled as, as a tough defensive team. And I, I feel like Willie Fritz and Tulane was that for for the most part, uh, coming into 2021. But it appears that has not been the case. We talked to the guys, uh, J.P. Gooderham, from the Green Wave blog, uh, Fear the Wave blog, earlier this week. And he says that has been a a disappointment uh, thus far through 2021. What have you seen from the defensive side of the ball for the Green Wave?
10: Yeah, I don't know if I would say it's a full disappointment. I think that the bodies are there, the talent is there, the scheme is there. The, The last two weeks, have left a lot to be desired just in terms of tackling. And, and that's been what's been frustrating over this two-game losing streak is that, they, you know, it's one thing to have a deep ball go over you when you're playing Ole Miss and that quarterback. And there are going to be a lot of teams that get burned by Matt Corral. But to, to whiff on tackles like they did against the Blazers. And Coach Fritz, I think, had, had the, the line of the post-game debrief on Saturday when he said a lot of guys on defense thought they were playing offense. And they didn't try to really form tackle. They just tried to get in their way or bring him down with an arm. And that leads to missing a lot of people. And so that's, I think, the, the problem right now is that I you know, I think they've got the talent to, to be really, really good, Just in the linebacking core. The edge rushing has been good. Um, and the secondary has the pieces to be better than what they have been, certainly last year, but... I mean, you, you can't whiff on tackles, clip It's pretty simple when all is said and done, and they've been whiffing on a lot of tackles. Of
2: Corey Gore joining us. Corey, real quick, uh, outside of East Carolina Tulane. You, I watched uh, Ole Miss Louisville week one. Ole Miss was going 85 miles per hour doing whatever they wanted to do offensively. You got to see them up close and personal and the amount of points they put up on Tulane. Now, Alabama plays at a different level than pretty much everybody else in college football. But just curious, Corey, after seeing uh, Lane Kiffin and the Rebs, what, what kind of chances do you give them Saturday against Alabama?
10: I'll give them a fighting chance. That that offense is about as well-oiled as at- you might see in the nation all year, and they go, you know, they thought UCF was fast under Jeff Levy. Well, now he's over at Ole Miss. and They even seem a step faster at Ole Miss. I I, I mean, you're talking about six to eight seconds from end of a play to snap of a football, like at most from what we saw a few weeks ago. So, well, it will be challenging for Alabama to keep pace with that. I think Ole Miss's defense, I think we made them look better than they are two weeks ago. Uh, And so I think Alabama will be able to get bears, And I won't bet against Nick Saban, against a former assistant coach of his. But uh, Ole Miss certainly has a crack at it.
2: Corey Gore joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Tulane, a four-point road favorite against East Carolina. And that total, Corey, sitting in the 60s. And I talk to some people, it's because of the defensive ratings for these two teams. My question is, you know, can East Carolina – muster up enough offense the pirates cory have really had two good quarter two really good quarters of offensive football in 2021 outside of that they've played either okay or, or bad and uh, one of those quarters was the second quarter last week against charleston southern so uh, i don't i don't know if the pirates can can put up enough points to get this game to an over uh but i don't know what kind of game are you expecting saturday uh, when these two teams face off
10: yeah, I mean, I'll say if this game goes to the over, I think Tulane wins it. I think their their offense is a little bit more consistent, even with some of the drops that we've seen uh, in the last couple of weeks. I think it's more consistent than East Carolina's right now, and I, ECU has struggled stopping the pass, and right now that's the strength of this Tulane offense. It's been a little confounding why this running game has struggled in the first four weeks of the year. Um, and so we'll see if that gets a little bit cranked up this week Because the guys are there in the backfield, but they just haven't quite been able to put it together, but if this turns into a higher scoring affair, I think Tulane comes on the better end of that. If it grinds down a little bit, if defenses start trading stops, and it becomes a field position game, that's where I think East Carolina probably gets the edge here, but if it's going to be points going up, uh, and it's a matchup of passing games and i like two chances corey
2: core joining us we missed that voice around these parts corey glad you can share it with the two lane fans down there in a couple other things before we let you go looks like it's going to be braves brewers next friday game one in the nlds uh give us a preview on the brewer's side what how uh how excited are you for brewers postseason baseball
10: Oh, I was getting ready until one of our best relievers decided to punch a wall and break his hand after they clinched the division on Sunday, and so that's going to sit them back quite a bit, and uh, I mean, that team throughout Craig Council's 10-year clip has been built on the bullpen yeah. at the last three innings, and if Devin Williams is not available, um, Brad Boxberger has been the seventh-inning guy. He has really struggled in the last month of the season, and Josh Hader has been relieved of doing two innings of work like he did early on in his career. They might ask him to try that again, but Devin Williams is a substantial piece to that puzzle and how the Brewers operate and how Craig Council manages, and him not being there is a big problem. Their offense is inconsistent. They have the starting pitching to compete with anybody, including the Braves, Um, but they, they can't lean on, from where I sit, a trustworthy back end of the bullpen anymore because of one guy being a drunken idiot. So, yeah, my, my enthusiasm has tempered a little bit in the last uh, 24 hours ever since the Devin Williams news came out.
2: I knew Corey would go negative, but man, that was even more negative than I anticipated. Well done, uh, Corey Glore. Uh, and finally, Corey, um, do you have an official statement on the historically bad offensive day for the Bears uh, from last Sunday?
10: Yes, you can mark this down. You can write this in an ink clip, make sure uh, uh, Shirley and Chandler are rolling on this. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. And it, it really came to a culmination when, let's go for it on 4th and 10 when the game's over, make sure Justin Fields doesn't leave the pocket so he gets crushed again, and he injures his hand in the process. And so now, who knows, who's going to be starting this week. What a job by the savant known as Matt Nagy. What a legend.
2: A, a depressed sports, Corey Glore is the best version of Corey Glore, and it, it gives me life. It gives me joy. Corey, always a pleasure to talk with you. Have a great call on Saturday, man, and we really do sincerely miss you around these parts. If you're uh, out and about and don't have anything to do, say four three hours before the game, you know where our studio is, so uh, drop by if you get time.
10: I will see if I can make it over there for your gargantuan pregame show uh, on Saturday. Uh, I, I'm very much looking forward to getting back to Greenville here tomorrow, and I just saw our basketball schedule, so I know when I'll be in Greenville again uh, coming up in a few months. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've had this date circled for a little while now, and I'm excited to get back over there and hopefully call Tulane win.
2: All right, Corgor. Thank you, buddy. Have a good one. See you, Cliff. There is Corey Glore, the voice of the Tulane Green Wave, joining us. Uh, man, just that he, he signed off with the hopefully calling a Tulane win. It's still hard to – yeah, it's going to be really difficult in baseball season. Uh, just I mean, it's disgusting think if about, you want to think about think it. Think about baseball season. No Corey, no Ronnie doing baseball recaps. <gasps> like, I don't know how – I might not be here during baseball season. I don't know if I can go on. I
4: don't be, think I can either, it's be, now that I think about it.
2: But you won't be here anyway. You'll be in some stupid wedding or something. It's more surely <laughs> Shirley I'm worried about. Jesus. Everybody leaves hey, me. Take it easy, guys. Everybody that I get close to walks out of my life. Like who? Ronnie and Corey. <laughs> and you this weekend.
4: <laughs> I'll be back Sunday to watch football with you. Yeah, Sunday. Yow! Sunday, Sunday Monday uh let's
2: take a time out. we'll come back when we return we'll talk about sunday panthers
4: boys you fired up yeah i'm fired up but i am uh i'm definitely nervous nervous i'm nervous for the first time this season
2: we'll see what big man uh, thinks about the panthers and cowboys also tonight's game and a lot more when we return on pirate radio live on a thursday back with you after this
0: listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by university pc care your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs visit university to learn more today now back to the show
5: welcome back domino's of greenville has three locations to take care of you take advantage of the week-long carryout deal of all three topping pizzas are only seven ninety nine. Order online today at dominoes.com. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock.
2: Chandler, one of, one of the main reasons we keep you around is you make me laugh. You, you entertain me just by doing dumb stuff. Are you stuff. not that's the only
4: thing. That's the only reason why I stay. <laughs> yeah, your work is very subpar.
2: <laughs> but, uh, you make me chuckle. You keep me uh, in a good mood, so we well, we'll keep you I'm, around.
4: I'm glad to do that because I love to see you smile.
2: I love to see you smile. Isn't that a song? I love um, to see you
4: smile. Yeah, just, yeah.
2: To,
5: just to see you smile?
4: Oh, just to see you smile. Ah, uh, close. Right.
2: No cigar. Anyway, all
5: right.
2: We are back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. We got Ronnie Woodward gonna join us at four o'clock. A man on the move, at least as far as his employment goes uh he was fired from the daily reflector just kidding That is fake news. i know we're dropping <laughs> that, a lot of fake news that today. is fake news <laughs> he was not fired you think i should say that when he's here just to see what his reaction is no, and say
4: it like he's probably listening to us right now but like, i
2: know maybe hopefully he's not
4: well if he's not ronnie he's
2: if, you're, if you're tuning in right now don't listen to the next like, you're 15 seconds.
4: fired <laughs> no well, but like bring it up like normal like we'll sit in here and like not try We're we'll try not to laugh and just he'll go. What? I'm not fired. Bring it up. What? It,
2: maybe we should just fire him from this show since he's no longer a sports writer. Let's do like, it live on the air. Let's do it. Like yeah. Like, what? We don't need, we don't need you here anymore. You don't cover the team.
4: Let's uh, yeah, Jonathan. If Jonathan gets back here, we can bring him in and i officially fired. we
2: need troy and ellerby in here
4: let's get troy and ellerby in here
2: all right let's make it official you are fired Fired. uh it's kind of like when uh kramer had the job and he was uh, and they fired him but he didn't really work there and he was like but i don't even really work here and he said that's what makes this so difficult (laughs) you're gonna fire ronnie when he doesn't really work here All right, let's head out to the Fixed NC Live line and visit with the BMOC. The big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, joins us to talk NFL on a Thursday. Jeff, how are you doing today? Good, Cliff. How are you? Hey, doing great. Uh, Jeff, we've got not a great matchup tonight on Thursday night football. And uh, I don't know, sometimes these bad matchups lead to good games. I don't know if that's going to happen tonight. But Cincinnati, a home seven-and-a-half point favorite. Big win by the Bengals last week going to pittsburgh and beating what appears to be a very bad pittsburgh offense right now but still a key win for these young Bengals and uh and an important one for them and uh they try to win again tonight and go to three and one on the season jeff total of this game sitting at 46 uh any interest on tonight's matchup from a gambling perspective
3: uh, yeah, I lean over. I thought this was a pretty good play. Uh, I didn't think the number was a bit high enough. I, I would have put it maybe towards like 47, 48. You know, I think when you look at the Bengals, you know, I think they'll be able to move the football. I, I-, I don't really ever think the Jags are going to get stops. I mean, they're giving up 418 yards a game so far. You know, the pass defense, I think, is going to have some real trouble here. Uh, they're giving up uh, just over 300 a game. So Cincinnati will move the ball. I worry a little bit about Cincinnati's defense. When you look at Jacksonville, I know they've had some issues with turnovers and whatnot, but they're going to throw the ball. I mean, their passing play percentage is like 68%, which is one of the higher in the NFL. Uh, I think both teams are going to keep the ball in the air. You also look at the Bengals, they've got a couple injuries in the secondary with uh, Wouzier and and Jesse Bates, who played down at Wake. I'm a little concerned about that. Um, I'm not really in belief that this is a good defense. Uh, I think at the end of the day, they've they've kind of lucked out a little bit and playing certain teams just really can't move the football. I thought what they did in game one against Minnesota. I think that's kind of what they are. I think they're going to give up mid twenties, uh, maybe high twenties. I think this is like a, I don't know, 31-21 type of game, I'm going to lean on the over.
2: All right, Jeff, they do looking for some points tonight in uh, this Thursday night football matchup. Jeff, it's, uh, it's prove-it week for some of these undefeated teams. I want to run down some of those games real quick, and we'll start with the Carolina Panthers, definitely their toughest task uh, so far this season, facing, uh, speaking of good offenses, a Cowboys team that uh, rolled up a lot of points on Monday night. Uh, Cowboys are four-and-a-half point home favorites. This will be the first full game for the Panthers without Christian McCaffrey. Total sitting at 51-and-a-half. Uh, Panthers have had a, a historic defensive performance through three weeks. But, again, they're going to get tested big time on Sunday. What do you think about this matchup, Jeff?
10: Yeah, I already played Dallas
3: here. I played four. Um, it's not the four-and-a-half. I, I think I'm not going to use the word fraud with Carolina, but – I'm gonna use it. I think they're a bit fraudulent coming into this game. Look, you do what you did. That's very respectful. I think Carolina is a solid team with a good coaching staff, but I think their numbers are a bit skewed. They played some bad football teams. Now you're stepping up. Got to go on the road and face a real offense. So I don't think what we've seen so far, like they give up 146 passing yards a game. I mean, I don't think that's going to be uh, something that goes on here. I got to tell you, I was somewhat impressed with Dallas defensively over at least certain games. I know they haven't had their full complement of guys, but um, I just don't really believe that Carolina, it's one of those games where they've had three good opponents and um, you know now you got to step up and go and beat a real team. And I'm just generally in the belief that I think Dallas is one of the best teams in the NFL. I love Dak. I don't really love Sam Darnold either. So I had this one kind of you know, thirty-one twenty-one. 21. Uh, I, I think the Cowboys will pull away and find a way.
2: All right. Speaking of teams that have taken advantage of a weak schedule, the Denver Broncos uh, will get their first real test of the season coming up on Sunday when they host the Ravens. And this is the rare NFL pick em. That's what I'm seeing it right now, Jeff. Uh, pick them between the Broncos and the Ravens. I guess there's some Lamar injury talk going on. Uh, but how about this matchup coming up at Mile High on Sunday?
3: Yeah, you know, uh, I've been pretty disappointed with Baltimore. Obviously, they did get that win against Kansas City, but, you know, I, I don't know if this is one of the better. This is an okay Kansas City team. I, I don't think they're the best team in the NFL. I don't even know if they're the best team in the AFC. Um, so, again, that win's great and all, whatever. But I wasn't really impressed last week. We obviously know that they have some holes defensively, but they look like they're getting some players back. I think Denver's really strong on the defensive end as well. You know, obviously, they're stepping up and playing a little bit better defense this week in Denver. Uh, with Baltimore, so I, I kind of leaned under. I'll tell you this: I mean, in a straight up pick 'em type of matchup, I'll leave you with this clip. Teddy Bridgewater's thirty-eight and thirteen in <laughs> his career against the spread. Yeah. not not really something that I'd be looking to uh, to bet against. Just just my thoughts
2: crazy number there jeff nadu joining us at jeff nadu on twitter uh patreon.com slash bmoc and he joins us here on pirate radio live every week jeff uh monday night football the raiders uh and their perfect record going to la to face the uh chargers chargers coming off that win over the chiefs we'll talk more about the chiefs in a moment but those turnovers are, are nuts and, and the chargers took advantage of it justin herbert clutch uh, at the end of that game and they pick up the win uh, i loved i like this matchup jeff on monday night football can the raiders uh, hang with the chargers what do you think about this one total sitting at 51 and a half
3: yeah the, this team's kind of been my uh my bugaboo team this year i bet against the raiders twice and have been wrong both times um so it gives me a little bit of a, of a gun-shy nature but I think this is kind of a similar spot to to Carolina and Dallas. I'm just not really in belief that the Raiders long-term are going to be good. I'm very high on the Chargers. I think they have just the tonic to figure out Darren Waller. I think that secondary is really good with Derwin James and Adderley and some of those guys. I also really like Justin Herbert. Um, I think this is probably where some of the issues that I thought Oakland was going to have come back and haunt them a little bit. Um, I lean on the, the Chargers, especially at three. I think it's a pretty good number. Um, I, I not saying that the the Oakland Raiders are a fraud, but I think they're – I don't know if they're as good as they, they lend. But they find ways to win. They're going to have to step up and play a, a really good team this week.
2: Jeff, uh, real quick, let's talk about my team. I've uh, done pretty well going against the Washington football team in 2021. I never do this. I say never. I rarely do this. I think I'm going to take them – on the road at atlanta i just feel like if there's a they moved the ball pretty well against the giants a couple in week two i feel like if uh if there's a defense washington can move the football on it is atlanta and washington's defense has to wake up at some point this year maybe it happens on sunday i'm gonna i guess bank on that total sitting at 47 and a half uh, any thoughts on this matchup between uh two bad football teams at the moment
3: yeah, I mean, you got to kind of wonder as a as a Washington fan. I mean, you know, if you can't get the game and job done here, I don't really know what. I just <laughs> Exactly. I just no. think they're a better team than Atlanta. I mean, they have yeah. I think the better quarterback at this point in his career. I think they have some decent skill position players. We all know that with McLaurin and I actually like Humphreys. I've liked him over the years. I'm just kind of wondering like this secondary sucks. I mean, it's pretty simple. Uh the front seven's always okay, but um, they have. They should have a better time of it uh, this week against, I think, a pretty uh, beleaguered Matt Ryan. Um, yeah, I, I think the number's probably a little low. I feel like they would be slightly higher if they uh, obviously found a way to, to, to be a little bit better against the Giants or whatever. In, in some sort of pick em type of game, I'm going to always lean on the Washington football team here. I. I think their secondary probably has a better time of it this week.
2: Jeff, uh, I know you weren't happy with the Eagles' performance on Monday night, and uh, you can hit it on a number of different ways how they look bad in that football game. And now, you know, you got an angry Chiefs team. You got the old coach, Andy Reid, coming back. He was rushed to the hospital on Sunday, so you got that emotional side of it. So I don't know. It doesn't look like a very good, uh, a, a perfect storm for Philadelphia coming up on Sunday. Uh, they are seven point dogs. At home to the Chiefs, total at 54.5. What do you think about this game?
3: Yeah, I've actually played a couple things in this game already. I played 7.5 as soon as it was available, and I played the Eagles. Um, you know, I've just kind of been around a long time, Clip. I, I kind of know how these games work. I mean, when you're looking, Julian Edlow is a guy I follow. He put some really good stuff out on like betting splits, betting percentages, that sort of thing. He boasted this. this Today already the the action as far as DraftKings so far with this game. I mean, you look at the spread money and dollars. I mean, ninety eight percent of the handle has come in on the Chiefs. Yeah, um, and this number's dropped. I mean, I think this is a sheer thought that I'm just not interested in the Chiefs laying points. I think this is a, a desperate Eagles team that look I know isn't good, and we saw them on national TV, but. I think we made it out to be a lot worse than it is. Look, I don't think Siriani's a guy that I love long-term. I don't know about Jalen Hurts, but I think the Eagles offensive line is in a better spot than maybe we thought about. I know they have some guys out. Are they the best defense They might be a better defense than Kansas City. I took 7.5, and i also say this. I think the best play on the board this week, Cliff, the board, is Miles Sanders over 55.5 yards. <laughs> Nick Sirianni has gotten absolutely destroyed yeah. in this town this week. And I think you have to realize you've got to run the football this week. You've got to run it a lot. You've got to keep the ball away from Mahomes. 55-and-a-half is too low. This is a chief group that's giving up 5.4 yards a carry. I mean, when you, we saw how bad the Eagles were. Clip, at the end of the day, though, for yards per carry, Philadelphia's still only giving up 3.8 yards a carry, which is 12th in the NFL. Not bad. Chiefs are just dreadful. They're always giving up five yards a carry. You've got to keep the ball on the ground.
2: Uh, I love the um, the Sanders pick, Jeff. Uh, I made a rare, good, smart decision on Sunday night in the same vein. Uh, Brandon Ayuk went into that game Sunday night with one catch for like six yards, and I'd been hearing a lot of talk about – why is this guy not getting the ball you got to get him involved went over on his catches which was only two and a half and uh over on the yards as well and it hit rather easily he scored a touchdown in that game too kind of a similar deal here right jeff where yeah you give miles sanders what was it two carries the other night uh he's gonna get some touches and and he looked good in those carries that he had right like he he had two long runs and they didn't give him the football so that's
3: the thing and he's always someone that i think is you know, he's not one of these guys that's like going to pound it up the middle. He's a guy that he's going to try to get the edge. And if he can get the edge, there's going to, I mean, he could hit this on one play. And I mean, I was talking, Donnie Wright and I do a Patreon every Wednesday evening where we go over the entire card and him and I, you know, kind of zoned in, I mentioned this to him and he kind of thought we, we both thought it'd be in the sixties. And I thought that 55 and a half was just a terrific number. I've I've really been able to find some of these props. I've been good with props this year. I've I've enjoyed them in NBA, and I've, I'm starting to enjoy them in the NFL as well. They're just – some of these numbers are just a little too light. This is a bad rush defense. They're at home, and Nick Sirianni is feeling the pressure. He's got to run the football this week. And, Cliff, one other thing, if I can make a comment about – you look at the Eagles' offensive line issues. I know they're without Brooks and uh, Siamalu and Milada, but just remember – The guard position, they still have Landon Dickerson, who is a first-round pick, uh, or should have been a first-round pick, if not for an injury. And Andre Dillard, who now slots in as a first-round pick, he was one as well. So I don't think it's as bad a situation as we lead on. I think they lead on the run this week.
2: Jeff Nadeau joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Big week in the NFC West. You got Cardinals at Rams, Seahawks at Niners. Rams are a a four-and-a-half-point favorite, total at 55. Rams coming off. Uh, that big win last week against Tampa Bay. Seahawks need a win. If not, they're going to go to one and three. Jeff, they are on the road as three point dogs to the Forty ers How about these NFC West games? Any interest uh, in those?
3: Yeah, I think um, I think when people look at like stats and stuff, sometimes again they're skewed because you have teams like Carolina who have just played bad teams. I think another team that their stats are really skewed are Arizona, uh, particularly on the defensive end. Um, this group has not been very good since game one. And we remember, Clip, I think it's clear that maybe Tennessee just didn't play real well that game.
2: Yeah, that was a weird one. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, they played Jacksonville. Who cares? They still give up 33 to the Vikings. Um, I don't know how good this defense is. They're going to be very tested this week. I mean, the Rams are the best team in the NFL. Um, I also think the Rams – look, I'm going to be hard-pressed to be – uh, find a, a lot. Not that they're going to go 16-0, and 0, but I don't think they're going to lose more than three games. This is a very good football team. They have the best defense in the NFL. I don't think it's close. Um, I like uh, the Rams. this week. Well. I think the Rams-Cowboys think that money line parlay would be a terrific play. Get rid of the points and just hope for wins straight up, which I think you're going to get. I lean Seattle as well. I don't really think San Francisco should be a favorite to Seattle. I know they're going to be just because they're at home, but that home field advantage isn't really much of anything. I'll gladly take Russell Wilson over Jimmy Garoppolo. And as you said, generally desperate Pete Carroll teams, I'm not really looking to bet against. They just yeah. have luck on their side. So I'm going to lean on Seattle here, plus three.
2: Uh, Jeff, do you ever get involved in 16-and-a-half-point spreads in the NFL? That will be the case this week with the Bills hosting the Texans total at 47. That is just a monster number, and I guess – a lot of that has to do with um, what we saw from Davis Mills in that offense last Thursday night against Carolina.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm probably going to be looking towards that again. I, I, when Davis Mills last played against Carolina, I was, I was all in on his passing yards under. Uh, it's funny, we don't have any props for this game yet, and I think people kind of know where. I think a lot of people are going to bet on this one. But, yeah, yeah it's hard to lay 15-16 in a game. But, I mean, Buffalo, when they win, they seem to just blow teams out. Um, I'd be hard-pressed to find where Houston competes in this game. It's just...
2: Shout-out to Buffalo, deep. Jeff, last week. It, it almost... And, and they were killing the clock a little bit, but they were still throwing it. It kind of reminded me of a college game. They, they wanted more points against Washington when that game was in hand last week. I respect it.
3: Yeah, if I'm if I'm looking at this game, why why even worry about a number? Let, let's, yeah. let's assume Buffalo gets into the 30s, right? I mean, 30 team to total. On a team total. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I mean... But, again, I, I I mean, do you see anything outside of, like, 34-10, you know, 31-7? I mean, is this really game really going to be, you know, 28-21? I mean, I just don't see it. No. I'll be interested in seeing where we get Davis Mills props. I think they'll probably be, like, around 200 passing yards. All
2: right, lines are at the Bears. Titans uh, taking on the Jets. Browns Vikings, a close spread there. Two-point road favorites for the Browns. Colts are in Miami to take on the Dolphins. Giants at the Saints. Uh, and I think uh, oh Steelers at Packers. We hit on uh, everything else, Jeff. Bucks-Patriots, of course, with Brady. So uh, out of those games, what did we miss, Jeff? What do you like that uh, I didn't bring up with you today?
3: Yeah, I'm I'm not really sure. And, look, again, I guess you're going to have to make them a favorite, but I don't know how you could actually bet this with a straight face and and think you're doing something noble. But why are the Bears a three-point favorite to anybody? I mean, (laughs) Clip, I want to just explain something to your group that's listening. I mean, you look at total offense, which just measures yards per game. So it's kind of a good representation. I mean, obviously Arizona, Baltimore, Dallas, Minnesota, they're all going to be up towards the top. You look at the worst team in the NFL, It's the Chicago Bears. Chicago's averaging 192 yards a game. Just to put that in perspective, the second worst team in the NFL in total offense is New Orleans. They're at 234. So to basically say that in layman's terms, New Orleans has almost 45 yards more than the worst offense in the NFL. I mean, this is a historically bad offense. I'll tell you this about Detroit. This team has played hard. I see the fire in them. Yeah. not a great football team, but they have a good offensive line. I think they're a bit better defensively than we give them credit for, and they have a quarterback that doesn't stop throwing the football. Um, i think they're going to get some success here eventually and find a way to win i'll give uh dan campbell some credit seems like these guys play for him no doubt i thought they were pretty thought they were pretty unlucky last week
2: yeah no you're you're right jeff i wonder how long that lasts if they keep losing these close games can campbell keep these guys engaged but as of right now they have been very feisty and and fun to watch thus far and it's almost like you have to make the Bears a three-point favorite at home against the Lions, but I'm kind of with you here. Do you trust Chicago to do anything? That's I don't know. I don't feel good on either side in that one, but I would not be shocked at all if the Lions get their first win.
3: I will say um, Chicago Bears have the worst ownership in sports. I'm just going to say that.
2: Jeff and dude joining us, Jeff. I uh, love talking NFL with you. We'll talk some more college football with you coming up this Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Uh, you doing anything, by the way, with uh, Miami, Virginia tonight? While well, I got you here, one college game on the slate.
3: Uh, Yeah, you know, I um, I, we don't know what the status of King is. I think that's yeah. the integral to the plot. Look, I'm going to kind of maybe go back to the well again with Virginia. I don't think Miami's defense is very good. Um, I, I, I know they're always going to be on the front foot throwing the football. Um, so I'm kind of looking towards Virginia's team total. I, I think they can get high 20s in this game. I felt like in the red zone they just weren't good last week. I think they kind of evened that stuff out. Over looks good. I think both quarterbacks will move the ball. Virginia's not a good defense. So um, I'm kind of leaning on an over, but I, I didn't I didn't have any circled here. Uh, it's just kind of my thought. Clip. I will say real quick um, – I'm Actually, right after I get off the phone with you, I'm going to record my first college basketball preview. Oh, wow. Season, uh, <laughs> which is going to be the American Athletic Conference. So uh, I have got to tell you, Cliff, I am so excited this year about this conference. Every team, I mean, really all, all but the bottom two or three, every team is nails defensively, which is what I love. Uh, I, I can't wait to watch Duran and Bates and Houston and – all these teams. I'm
2: just excited, man. Yeah, well, it makes us feel real great when you say all these teams other than the bottom two and three, and we know who you're talking about.
3: Listen, I, I like Joe Dooley, uh, <laughs> but I, again, yeah. I mean, I you know, it's hard.
2: Yeah. I, I yeah, uh, looking forward to it and can't wait to hear and to talk College Hoops with the BMOC. And, and he knows the stuff everywhere, but that's where the bread's buttered uh, right there with college basketball and the big man. Jeff, uh, we will check uh, check in with you on Saturday for a few minutes and uh, run over the Saturday card during the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Uh, enjoy the uh, Sopranos movie, Jeff, and we'll talk to you Saturday.
3: Yeah, I'm going to be up late tonight. I'll be there <laughs> at 3 o'clock to watch it, so can't wait.
2: Jeff Nadeau joining us on the Fixed NC Live line. Going to get his Sopranos fix in and then talk to us. Coming up on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, four hours of pregame coverage, taking you up to the 3.30 kickoff. Pirates taking on the Tulane Green Wave. We will dive into that one with Ronnie Woodward, who joins us on his regular weekly appearance on Pirate Radio Live for the final time when we return. We're back with you after this. (laughs) you <laughs>
0: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is sponsored by Signs and Tint, Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more. Visit Sign and Tint today at 801 Staten Road in Greenville or book an appointment online at SignsIntent.com. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Brown Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in Eastern North Carolina for over 83 years. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All
2: right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Touchdown, Tony Collins joining us at 5 o'clock. We'll make you a winner in the 5 o'clock hour. We still got a lot of Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, and Blake Harrell to get to on this Thursday. All right uh hey quick update on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard uh how about a buccaneer music hall leaderboard update harold varner iii seven under par at the sanderson farms championship in jackson mississippi and seven uh under par is good enough for second place the leader is sitting at eight under and hv3 still on the course through 13 is just one shot back so he's still looking for that first pga tour victory and uh look he's been here before on thursday early in tournaments but man he's playing great today and uh just one shot back of the leader so something to keep an eye on uh this upcoming weekend we'll uh, talk about it with greenie coming up friday on pirate radio live as mark greenheld from the golf shop radio show will join us all right for the final time in his regular appearance we will welcome on to the program ronnie woodward from the daily reflector for another week or so yep uh ronnie you broke the news on twitter earlier today that uh you will no longer be covering uh sports for the daily reflector and uh, you will still be here in greenville we do not know what your next move will be i've we've got some guesses that you will become a wwe superstar Corey glore said i can't wait till ronnie gets here to new orleans maybe you'll go to tulane with everybody else uh so uh i
1: don't know if i can handle new orleans other than like you know for a weekend
2: but uh no ronnie you you put it out there today and uh, i know it's something that you've uh you've thought about for a little while so yeah. i don't know what to say congratulations or yeah, what do i say we can to do you? that
1: that works all right yeah I don't, I don't i'm not good at this stuff either to some extent the verbal side of it yeah. much better writer than verbally expressing i'll just
2: maybe i'll just text you
1: there you go <laughs> um but no honestly it's one of those things like i knew i was going to post that i've kind of known for a week or so now and um it, it's tough you know because i don't want to post that to like look at me you know but like that's kind of part you know like that's just the way those things look but i wasn't expecting like the people have reached out today um you know it yeah it's been a lot i haven't been able to like respond a lot of people so i can use this platform to say like yeah it's it's been a weird day which makes me nervous for saturday i don't know how i'm gonna gonna handle things and, and get through saturday um but yeah i am working on a column this week it's going to run saturday to actually thank some people by name and wrap up some stuff and tell some kind of cool stories which you know you know the the kind of behind the scenes of why media and hanging out in press boxes and just the stuff that happens it can be so cool like in baseball i've already told somebody today the first time there's like a questionable ecu hit air call and i'm like sitting in the stands like what am i going to do i I don't know yeah i need like a phone it's been part of your life i can be like the tiebreaker yeah you know, because there's always, like, this banter in the press box. Like, well, what are, like, Igo says hit. Like, Tom says, I don't know, it could be an air. Like, you chime in. You're like, those are, like, the fun moments that's really cool that people don't see. So maybe I can just be the in the stands. Well, Ronnie can be the tiebreaker. Malcolm can call me, and I'll decide.
2: Well, I, I enjoy our football discussions, our basketball discussions, our just random nonsense summer talk. But yeah. uh, you will definitely be missed in baseball season. I love recapping a series with Ronnie Woodward and talking pirate baseball with you and uh really gonna miss that coming up beginning in february and you uh you did get a, a an outpouring of comments uh today ronnie on social media and i saw tom mcclellan obviously who's yeah. like your um he's guy. like your work on your sports uncle yeah. i don't know what uh, he yeah. would be uh yeah. mike houston some nice words yeah, from him has that. cliff godwin said anything yet
1: uh, i've texted with cliff some in the, the nothing last, publicly okay yeah the last like few weeks or because so, i'm or really
2: gonna is... miss you and him going back and forth yeah after a game
1: yeah that's again that's i've thought about that like when the game ends should i just go down there and start like yelling from the stands Hey, you should have bunted more.
2: Or maybe, like, just text him questions after the game. Coach, in the, in the second inning, I noticed... Uh, I could so
1: FaceTime <laughs> with Steven. He just have the phone in the little huddle. So he could patch it through. He can yell at Steven's phone. Um, but, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it, it's going to be weird. Um, Saturday, going to be weird the rest of the season. I already have plans with the wife and the kid to go to Mumfest in New Bern when use playing at UCF. So,
2: Did I hear that, like, um, Nelly's going to be there? Yeah. Is no, that true?
1: Uh, we looked it up. It's not that day. There's, like, a concert later in the month that Nelly is doing. <laughs> Why is Nelly? So, so yeah. where is that at? It's in New Bern, <laughs> and it's, like, just a festival thing. Nelly in New Bern. It's getting hot in the Bear yeah. City. So we're not going to that part of it. We're going to... Cy so Seymour like, going to be there? I don't know. Probably so. Um, but that's going to be weird. Yeah. Like, my first Saturday, and I'm going to be... Out doing normal Saturday family things. I'm probably gonna be on my phone half the time checking the score and stuff. And Sarah's gonna be like, hey, you don't work in the media anymore. Pay attention, just push the stroller, all that good stuff. But uh, I'm excited about that. Yeah, the nine to five the <laughs> nights and weekends off is gonna be so changed.
2: Yeah. yeah. When I got out of East Carolina and was looking for a job, I just took something to make money, you know, while I kept looking for a job in my field. And, uh, I got a job in the Sears, uh, warehouse okay. and I, uh, would get the schedule. I guess I got it over summer. And so it started to turn into the fall. And I asked my, uh, a friend of mine who ran a construction company, you know, could I work with him, do whatever. And, uh, so I started doing that and he said, well, why are you leaving Sears? And I'm like, cause they won't let me get weekends Saturdays off, off, to watch football. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? Like, I was like. Who has a job where they can't watch football? <laughs> yeah. Like what is life even worth living if you can't watch football on the weekends? You're telling me I gotta work while football's on? Hell no. So I left that job, Ronnie, solely because I couldn't watch football. <laughs> and uh now I'm
1: kinda of doing the opposite.
2: Uh, well right. a you're little bit. you're leaving because what I do now, I'm working but I'm still talking about football, watching football, and then Sundays is my day to there watch you go. football. Yeah well now you you're leaving a job where you watch football but now you can watch every football game yeah if you choose to do so exactly or you can go to the uh mom fest or whatever but no, uh it's, it's a diff-
1: as you know point
2: it's, being it's great to have weekends off
1: yeah and it's a different thing why i love when people are like oh like you're a sports writer that's cool so like you get to watch the games you know and like it's like it's not we don't you know you don't just like watch the game and then just casually like leave like it's it's work you know like it's a different watching of the game and staying after the game and traveling to away games and you know the the grind of some of that stuff getting home at midnight and 1 a.m as you know after the fifth quarter and stuff after night games is it's tough when you have a little one at home especially and a wife and uh yeah so i'm excited got a really good opportunity again i'm gonna be in greenville i will be around um just not in the sports media world of it so it'll be different again i'm rambling saturday is gonna be tough but uh i'm looking forward to it i hope it's a good game and we'll see what happens
2: tulane in east carolina chandler said earlier kind of fitting this is your last game you'll really be covering since last year you called uh tulane non-athletic I know. unathletic and got a lot the of calls really good <laughs> michael pratt is really good
1: by the way a quick trivia and then we can move on i love ronnie's, trivia ronnie's nonsense i had to look up for my column this week my first assignment at the reflector hmm. it was january something at 26 2008 or something like that 2008 It was an ecu game against marshall can you name the sport and ecu won
2: well i was gonna say i mean we're past football at that point
1: yeah, it was in January. So, so that's true.
2: it's got to be basketball or women's basketball. Women's it? hoops. Yeah.
1: I wrote a pretty good little. Sharon Baldwin Tenor. Sh- Sharon Baldwin Tenor like LaCoya Terry. Was that
2: the year they went to the tournament? It was around that time.
1: It might have been. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. But it was a decent little story, but then it strayed from there. Jasmine like, Young, LaCoya Jasmine Terry. Young, LaCoya Terry. They were in my first couple paragraphs, and the rest of the story was not good. I was like, <laughs> man, I didn't know what I was doing. But the lead was, was good. I was proud of that. But anyway so ecu and marshall and ecu played marshall in football this year that they did
2: that is really neat ronnie yeah cool neat story
1: (laughs) i thought it was was interesting
2: uh ronnie woodward joining us let's get a break in we'll come back we will break down east carolina tulane this is a monster game it is um i want to parse through some of mike houston's thoughts on how important this game is because i feel like tuesday at the press conference he gave us a little inkling on how huge this game is, but and he, he but he kind of has backed <laughs> off of it, and I get why. Yeah. But we'll talk about the importance of this one, how you break it down, uh, look at Tulane, and uh, cover it from every angle when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Back with you after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is sponsored by Signs and Tint. Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more. Visit Sign and Tint today at 801 Staten Road in Greenville or book an appointment online at signsandtint.com. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Uh, be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom resident, residential renovation and building needs run by ECU alumni David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Call them today at 919-292-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. And congratulations to Grace Massey, who won our big Instagram giveaway contest. We had over 500 people enter to win this uh, fabulous prize pack that includes a parking pass and a couple of uh and four tickets i believe four tickets four tickets right there on the 50 yard line so they got some sweet seats as well so congratulations to three grace seats. massey congrats grace
2: a massive never mind ronnie woodward <laughs> is here on a thursday touchdown tony collins coming up we need to hear from mike houston let's hit uh cut number three again shirley how important is this game so, earlier in the week on Tuesday, Mike Houston gave – you You asked the question. I asked
1: the three-game win streak question. And
2: he did the classic, well, what does this do? It makes us 3-2, and two and it will make us 1-0 in oh conference play. Then he kind of said, but it is – we know it's an important game, something to that effect, and then went back to, but it's the next game. Yeah. So, he was asked yesterday about the importance of this game. Uh, cut three, Shirley, and here's what
9: he said. Well, I think that's that's just it. It's nothing more than that. It's the next game. You know, it's our conference opener. It's it's a home ball game. I mean, that's, that's all it is. I mean, that's, you know, everybody else can worry about whatever, you know, other things they want to make out of it. we got a ball game this Saturday. You know, we're going to try to win that ball game this Saturday. We're playing a very good team, and so we want to be ready to go. That's it. So,
2: I, I totally get it. He cannot put all his eggs in this basket and tell his players, hey, guys, if you lose this week, it's over. Yeah. because then you lose the team for the entire season yep. there's nothing else left for them to play for if they think the season's over um and the season's not over if you lose this weekend you still got more games to go having said all that I, I mean i don't think i'm overstating it that this is a monster game ronnie and also behind the doors uh mike houston and his coaches. i mean everybody knows how important this is for the 2021 season right I mean, Mike Houston really doesn't think this is just another game, Yeah, but he has to say that.
1: You can sense it, and I think the players can sense it without it being said. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can tell just out of practice this week during the interviews and stuff, there's a different feel to things, and you can tell. It happens with every team. I always describe college football seasons as kind of a roller coaster emotionally, score, physically, and this is one of those emotional Well we've
2: seen it the last two weeks right yeah where you were on the highest of the high and you just about hit the depths of despair but they were able to win but they're not happy with that win. yeah
1: exactly um so yeah i mean and look i asked the question tuesday to mike houston and he didn't specifically address it but to me it's pretty amazing the ecu hasn't won three straight games since 2014 that was rough in mcneil um so you had another rough of McNeil season you have the entire scotty Montgomery era and oh we've
2: been going back to those numbers 20, ronnie i mean it's 2015 was the last time they had a winning record in the month of october
1: so yeah i mean
2: 2014 last three game winning streak which i think ended up being five or six
1: it was five yeah they five. started six and one yeah one five in a row and then lost the and temple. since then they haven't yeah um haven't won three in a row so it's I think that that alone is a big thing. And it's one of those things, if they win Saturday, I'm going to ask that same question. And I'm going to say, hey, can we talk about the three-game win streak now? Um, Because after a win, especially in the emotions, uh, I think they'll be more honest about how important it was if they win the game um, than they can be kind of publicly now. So I'm with you. And to me, honestly, it's not just that as much as I'm trying to pull up the, I asked Blake Harrell last night, "Is it last year's game against Tulane, or is it the one and no in the American factor?" And he, I, he thought he was pretty honest and said both. But last year, they circled that game. You know, I mean, Tulane was a three point favorite. They were up like thirty one to seven, I think, <clears throat> in the third quarter. I mean, they came in here and and kind of walked the dog. You know, and 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 I think that was a really kind of humbling experience for that team last year. And some losses like that stick with you. And the sense I get from this week is they know what happened in that game last year, and Tulane's coming back, and it's the same exact scenario. Like, where's your season going to go from the
2: yeah. teams? Yeah, and I'm looking at your your sketch. So that was the week after the Tulsa screw job. Yep. So you it felt was... good about yourself. You you hung in there and really had an undefeated team, a ranked team. Were they Kobe... ranked at that time? They were. But anyway, you had them yeah, beat. Yeah. I mean, and so you win against South Florida, you have the game against Navy where you lose Holt Nailers, uh, and he's unable to play. And then you have the Tulsa game where you won but the refs say you didn't and the final score says you didn't. And that was the so
1: talk all week. You're
2: Looks feeling like, like good about yourself. Yeah. And then you get smacked lane came by Tulane.
1: Tulane was I looked at it earlier. They were one and three, I think. Tulane was one and four.
2: Oh God. And
1: ECU was one and three. This is like the exact same scenario. Yeah. Like no, in the league. In the league. Tulane had one and four American record and ECU had a one and three American record. And Tulane uh. came in and won and ECU fell. And yeah. It was a it was a big divider for both teams. And it same yeah, really similar parallels for this year. And I I you can tell that ECU knows it. I don't know if it means much to Tulane or like whatever of where their motivation is either way they want to win i think because of their record they just want to win but i i think there's something personal here with the ecu crew to to play better and compete better than they did last year that's my take on it I'm yeah get wrong but i yeah I, I think there's some there's some real desire and want to um that, that i haven't seen all year really. well they
2: admitted last week the players let's hit that Shirley. do you still have the uh alers harris uh xavier Smith? So. Ronnie, these were some comments from the uh, Pirate Radio's Players Lounge earlier this Monday talking about the, I guess, lack of preparation last week or lack of good preparation by the uh, Pirates.
9: Yeah, well, um, we didn't handle success well from the week before, and everyone telling us we're, we're all this and that. We're going to go out there and kill them, and we let it get to our head, and we just came out not ready to play. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, we played about one quarter of good football there, and the rest was, not good football at all, so we just got to learn from it. Um, you know, we got out of there with a win, and we're 2-2, two and two, and that's the main
10: goal. But we definitely got to learn from that and, and be better from it.
7: You know, going into the week, you know, we, like you said, we knew who was going to win. Um, I don't know if everybody bought in that whole week. But, I mean, we went out there, we we found a way. But um, it was a scary one, though. It was scary. <laughs> I think we just have to treat every week like it's the best team we're going to play. I feel like mentally – You know, we got, we went to the game, like, expecting to win, and they came out and smacked us in the mouth. But once we, like, got that wake-up call, that's when we got it together, and we can't go about weeks like that. So it's, like, important we just mentally focus and treat each week like it's a championship game. So that's, like, my biggest thing, like, because we got a a lot of younger players. So, like, as me and Bruce's leaders, it's important that we just, like, really push that on them, like, treat every week, like, We're playing Cincinnati or South Carolina because we all seen what we did against South Carolina like and then we like the week of preparation we felt that like we knew we were going against an opponent I feel like we kind of slipped this week but a win's a win regardless of the day it was a little (coughs) ugly but still love the guys and it was a great team win. Uh,
2: That is Xavier Smith you also heard from Rajay Harris and Holton Aylers, Ronnie and they were uh honest about what happened last week they said they which was crazy because last week all i heard was hey we we won that but 24 hour rule we're going to get focused and then they come out last uh this past monday and say we did not prepare for that game as serious as we should have well this week you've got that coming off last week where they learned a lesson i think it was in a win so that's a good thing but they learned that lesson and you can go back to the Tulane game from last year use that as a uh, motivation for a good week of prep you asked a question earlier this week at the press conference and i don't go to them so but i hear them and, and cut up the audio and it was kind of hard to hear i thought it was a weird question at first ronnie and then i was like oh i understand what he's saying you asked uh i think you know do you look at tulane and their previous uh, four games this year Or do you kind of look back at the tape from last year's ECU-Tulane game because same coach, same QB, a lot of the same personnel. And uh, I think Coach Houston said they can go back and look at that game for a lot of what they're going to prepare for on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I think you said they've looked at it in detail. They already had. Sure. And you kind of mesh that with what they've done this year. And, again, I think a lot of that is – the quarterback like nobody really knew who Michael Pratt was last year I did yeah. when we were talking pregame and I'm like I don't know much about Tulane who's this quarterback he was only a few games he was a true freshman um and I think now he's established as one of the best young quarterbacks in the the country you know what I mean it to some level um he's got 30 touchdowns and I think 10 interceptions in like 14 games he's played in his career um, he has every game that he's played in, he's thrown a touchdown pass. Um, so he's now coming to his own where I think that plays into it now, where they have a feel on him that nobody really had last year um, being a true freshman. So that's part of it. I think, you know, Blake Harrell talked about that last night too that he knows the quarterback, you know the coach and their style. You know, I think Mike Houston knows Willie Fritz just history-wise, and they have similar styles of what they want to do. Um, So they lost some guys from last year, but a lot of the pieces are back. And to me, it's mainly the quarterback where he had kind of a coming out party against ecu last year and nobody really saw it coming yeah um almost like the marshall running back from a few weeks ago yeah the ali guy
2: and then you look at what he did for yeah. an encore against, against stab state had like, another good game so
1: now teams are gonna oh yeah marshall that running back's really good well that kind of started against ecu i feel like that's what michael pratt is two lanes quarterback yeah was last year and now Anybody that prepares for Tulane, it's you got to get on that guy because he's really good. And I don't think that was really known when they played last year. So, again, I think that's a big element of this game as well.
2: Ronnie Woodward joining us in his regular appearance one final time here uh, before he says goodbye. He will join us for his last Bud Light pregame tailgate regular appearance coming up this Saturday as we break down East Carolina and Tulane. We'll take a timeout, come back, and have more for you on – This Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live, one more segment to go with Ronnie Woodward. We're back with you after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is sponsored by Signs and Tint. Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting. Signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more. Visit Sign and Tint today at 801 Staten Road in Greenville or book an appointment online at signsandtint.com. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's express car wash today now let's head back into prl here's clip Barack.
2: hey Shirley.
5: hi you
2: know i don't know if i've asked you how are you doing today i'm doing all right i like your shirt oregon trail reference
1: yes is it Check yes it, it, it is out. you have oh, definitely.
2: dysentery yep yep chandler don't know what that is oh my god chandler too on, young you know what that is uh
5: That was a classic. Back in our
2: day, we didn't have all these Xboxes and Playstations. We had the
5: Apple floppy disk, and the only place you could play it was in the library.
2: Do you remember, um, it might have been both, Word Crunch or Number Crunch? That was like an old game I remember from my childhood.
5: I don't remember that one.
2: Um, What else did we play on our computers?
5: I played Oregon Oregon Trail, Um, um, Pong. what was the? Uh no, it was brick breaker. I think it was what it's called. Um, I've heard I of the play- bed
2: breaker, but the brick breaker. breaker? Uh, what was?
5: It was where you had a bar junior? and the ball <laughs> would break the bricks at the top.
1: Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
5: And then uh, I played Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Yes. I had that
2: on my. Um maybe my compact or whatever one of my
5: and ironically last year for christmas i got a handheld version of that game for christmas so i used to love that show oh that was a great show
1: what right. it was like treasure hunt or tre- something like it was almost like the sims like the, an old school sims game you remember the sims the family mm-hmm. yeah. like that yeah. was basically like reality weird i don't know what, what was the it, point was it was it was basically
5: reality that you
1: made up yeah like Treasure Island or Treasure Hunt or something like that. It was like way, I was I don't like young, one. young, young. I'm probably not naming it correctly. I remember playing
5: um, in, uh, oh God, what was the name of that class? Because I can't remember what it the name, the actual name of the class, but we called it Pretend Office because it was always like stuff you would do in an office, like type up a report or print out, you know, certain things, spreadsheets and that type of thing. Yeah, you know, you're talking to early computers, and uh, we played Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune a lot when yeah. we were
1: bored. I played Jeopardy as a kid. Maybe uh, I like Jeopardy. Robert yeah. says
2: Pitfall was the bomb. Yeah, that's
5: an old Atari game.
2: Chandler, th- this is what we used to call the bomb. These are what our games used to look like.
5: <laughs> we called the bomb. Now, if you're if we're talking Atari, Pole Position was my game. <laughs> pole Position and Excite Bike. Yep, Pol-
2: Excite Bike. Was- that was I had that on Nintendo. That was a Excitebike. lot. Excite
5: Bike. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it,
2: thanks, Coach Houston.
5: <laughs> but, uh, Excitement, bike <laughs> <laughs> I played. I played pole position. What was that? F- the the plane one was it called like Air Raid or something like that? It's um, where you're flying a plane and you're trying to avoid Frogger ships. Frogger was a
1: classic. Frogger no, was a great
5: one. There was a Paperboy game.
2: Yes, had. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, I
1: love paper Paperboys in the yard. Love Paperboy. I, I can't believe they
2: made that into a game. Yeah. It was so much fun. It where was. you were it throwing papers. Awesome. Into yeah, robots. all you were doing is throw, trying like, to get. And avoid,
5: crash. yeah or avoid the dogs
2: yep all right this has been we're old thanks <laughs> hey, for tuning speaking in of jeopardy. And i'm young charlie real quick uh, can you pull up uh it's, it, i saved it as either that ain't edge or that isn't edge can you uh pull that up thank you
1: uh-huh. jeopardy because i know you like me to occasionally update you on these things
2: huh, not really no
1: yeah. uh jeopardy there's a guy on here who's like he might be the goat
2: Oh, that's that like going era. now.
1: He's already at like 1.2 million. Um, how long has he been on there? Just a couple days No, or? I mean weeks. Like he's I don't know what his streaks at, but he just crushes
2: So you still watch Jeopardy? Post, oh yeah, uh, Trebek. Yeah. I, Why
1: not? I, well, yeah. it's not the same, but yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah, um, it's definitely not the same without Trebek, but I'll watch it if it if it if I happen to be around the television at 7-ish. I'll flip it on. He hit the
1: 1 million mark three days ago Oof. i don't have but he wins a lot of money like he's just a big better he da- he does the daily double every time no matter what so he'll just crush it like early and then they can't keep up so i don't know how but it, it's weeks for a while maybe a month all right but just telling you there's
2: your fantastic. uh Jer- who's hosting now is it blossom?
1: Uh, I her, yeah, blossom i can't pronounce her name yeah
5: but basically yeah. blossom yeah
2: you just say blossom uh is the six ever co host?
1: oh i would like oh joey, joey. joey's Whoa. got it. joey <laughs> lawrence oh actually so this is a good time so tonight if he wins he's gonna tie james Holzhauer. wow jeopardy james so he's at that level so is and the all-time that,
2: him or jennings, then or?
1: jennings is yeah uh, so like when you pass jeopardy james all you got left is the goat
2: how about that
5: okay so here's a little piece of trivia for you what was blossom's last name in the television show oh man <laughs> right.
2: Her name was Blossom. It was like Madonna. She had one name. She didn't LaRusso. have a Larusso. Larusso. That was her last name.
5: Larusso. LaRusso, her last her name.
2: LaRusso. <laughs> All right, there you go. What right. are
5: you my favorite. Oh my god.
2: <laughs>
5: okay. Have what you ever watched? What the hell is going okay, on? Okay, okay, okay. People segment. Oh, this is a- poor Chandler. Okay. Do you? All right. Have you ever watched Big Bang Theory? Yes. Okay. Amy Farrah Fowler. Yes. That is Maya and In Ah. the late 80s, what was it, late 80s, early 90s? Yeah. She was the star of a television show called Blossom, which also starred Joey Lawrence. Whoa. And one of my favorite episodes is when... We
2: can do this off (laughs) the air.
5: she's got her hand on my shoulder. (laughs) Yeah. Blossom's, Blossom's dad granddad and Joey all dressed up as Wilson Phillips one year for Halloween Ooh. and it oh. was the funniest episode I all ever right, saw. On now
2: his next question is what's <laughs> Wilson Phillips? <laughs> you know he the hold on. Song. You ever heard the song Hold On for One More
4: Day? Things Will Go Your Way?
1: Hold on. Oh, for man.
5: one more day.
1: We nah. Chandler, we just gotta we gotta yeah. update you uh, later. Are you
4: enjoying your last, <laughs> episode?
1: <laughs> last episode of Pirate Radio Live? Absolutely great.
2: It's a memory lane with That's Ronnie right. Woodward. That's We're right. going way back to the way back machine. All right, Ronnie, uh Pirates Two Lane. What's your read on this one? It sounds like you think
1: I think ECU
2: is gonna come out and play well Saturday. I do.
1: I do think the first Quarter. I mean, it's always huge, but I, I do think they...
2: Tulane's got off to slow starts this year. Yeah,
1: and I, I think ECU could really benefit, obviously, from getting the lead. But I, I think being at home is like, a big part of it. And I tried to ask some players this week. You know how I try to find some weird angles at times. Like, playing back-to-back home games... To I heard you me,
2: ask Tegan Wilk. Uh, yeah,
1: like to me, I think that's a big deal because you don't. Tegan Wilk said, yeah, you don't have to have a walk through and then get on a plane. And, like, you know, there's just different. And Tulane, if anybody, not in a, you know, it's an unfortunate way. They had a, a hurricane and uh, hit New Orleans. I think Willie Fritz said this week was the first time, maybe last week. They're just now kind of getting on campus and going yeah, to class. You know, that was so their, like, yeah. that affects just your. Look, these. Kids are human, you know, like you sleep in your bed and not have to board a plane and all that good stuff. So I think ECU coming off of a home game where they they obviously didn't play well and aren't feeling good about it, but your stay at home, you know, you get to stay in your place all week. You practice with intent. You practice well. Um, Yeah, I think they they, if they get off to a good start, they get the crowd behind them. I I definitely think they – can win the game does that say they're definitely going to you know no but i think they could they could really play well if you don't turn the ball over um if you try and just contain pratt and not give up some huge pass plays i think they can do some things
2: despite the the defensive numbers last week and the week before really i'm still just more concerned about this offense i played two really good quarters of football really all season uh the fourth quarter against marshall then second quarter last week but i don't know ronnie that is just still a concern to me that that why why this week can they put it are they going to put it together for four quarters yeah i don't know i I,
1: I still have faith in the the running backs we haven't seen really the good Rajay harris yet for the the most part um and keaton mitchell's been to really kind of save them he saved them At marshall had a long run um really flipped
2: the momentum last week last
1: week yeah i mean it was 14 nothing charleston southern missed the field goal two plays later he goes 74 yards um and that's the thing that's it's funny you know i don't want to like pick on fans or anything but i love when people are like oh you got to open it up um and do all this stuff well like basically they run keaton mitchell up the middle off tackle like eight times a game and he scores on it once so it's like just because he went 74 yards on, like, an off-tackle handoff doesn't mean, like, that opened up the offense. Like, it was just a handoff up the middle. Oh, yeah. It was it's a basic not, play. It's not going to work six times, but that seventh time, it's a 80-yard touchdown, and you feel good about it. So they almost – they have to do – in my opinion, they have to do that. And I know it's going to be boring for five or six times, but when he goes 80 yards, it's quick, cheap points. And he has that ability that when you block it right and he hits the hole and cuts right – That's one of your best plays. A simple handoff to Keaton Mitchell is one of your best plays, and you got to just live with it being boring most of the time because those couple times it's exciting, it's seven points. So, again, I think Rajay getting into it and how you can get both of them going in the same game is why I'm optimistic. I don't know if that happens this week or later or what, um, but if they can run the ball and block well and and hit some big plays in the run game, I yeah, I think that's the – the goal or the optimistic side of what they could do on offense
2: well the the team will be playing for uh for one man coming up this saturday and that's uh, i don't know if they're going to have rw on the helmets or (laughs) if it's just going to be the pregame speech but they're playing for ronnie woodward in his last game covering the team uh officially
1: it would be nice to
2: Come go out on the win, win right
1: compared to a loss
2: you came in with a women's basketball win, win. we're gonna send so you out
1: if only i against the
2: green team what if
1: my last game would have been marshall you should have stopped it that would have made a lot more sense
2: <laughs> uh but ronnie uh i don't even have the words uh thank you for all the great segments over the years and uh, we've enjoyed talking with you and i we said got our, back
1: to the sport the uh the the og probably
2: like the locker room before the sports bar before the yeah Uh, i said earlier in the show that once you're you're done with the show then i cut you off as a friend in personal life but you know what i I think i'm gonna make an exception and i will still would like to be your friend good Um, i I accept but uh text me we'll talk to you saturday on the bud light pregame tailgate and it's not your last appearance ever on pirate radio we'll get you in if there's a a random jeopardy story or if there's a cool I don't know we'll figure out pirate radio trivia you'll have a little more free time maybe on a weekend we could we got to get you on a pirate radio trivia episode
1: well we got to watch the big man fight against what we're going to get together for that match. yeah like I'm in that's on a weekend right?
2: rough and rowdy it's on a friday night there
1: you go i don't i won't have to work on friday and saturday nights anymore
2: and you'll be able to uh join us on our thursday night ECU basketball watch along no no that's a friday night too isn't it ecu in oklahoma i can't remember what night it's on now
4: you might be getting that confused with the liberty game in charlotte that's on a
1: friday night i man, don't know about I don't know. oklahoma no. anyway i'm in for the big man <laughs> right. showdown You're in please join us right for on. some watch-alongs as well i will i will support the bmoc <laughs> all day i like it
2: ronnie uh thank you man all we right. will uh we'll see you on saturday you got it all right there Thanks, is guys. ronnie woodward joining us signing off for the last time in his official capacity uh, John John Moody still trying to get back in our good graces says East U Oklahoma's on a Thursday thank you John you're almost there you're almost back to your official 5 star P1 listener status uh, we will take a timeout. come back when we return touchdown Tony Collins he went to Foxboro on Sunday I'm assuming he had a lot of fun outside of Gillette Stadium did not have fun watching the Patriots poor performance we'll uh Talk Pirates, Patriots, and more when we return Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live back with you after this.
0: Listening to hour three of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Heartscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Heartscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today. At Carolina Heartscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostic Sun Furniture. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Are you one who's been waiting before trying CBD? ENS Hemp is the area's leader in CBD, and they want to educate you on how their products work. Get relief from stress, anxiety, fatigue, pain, and PTSD today at ENS Hemp on Fire Tower Road near Sam Jones Barbecue, or online at eshempcompany.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff All
2: righty, hour three of Pirate Radio Live. You know what that means? We're going to make you a winner coming up in just a little bit, and open up the Pirate Radio Booty Bag here on a Thursday. We also got a lot of football talk on the way because touchdown, Tony Collins has joined us in the Pirate Radio Studios. In the house. TC, how you doing? Doing great. Tony, uh, Pirates on Saturday got a win, but did not look good doing so. And then Sunday, you were in Foxborough at Gillette Stadium, (laughs) and your boys didn't look good, and they did not get a win. It was kind of a... Uh, a rough weekend for you watching uh, offensive football for your teams.
6: Yeah, it was. Um, you know, with the with the pirates, what was 31-14 at one time? Uh they
2: were up seventeen going into the end zone and threw an interception, and then it got close.
6: So you know that's something that they they can't that they can't let that happen. You know, when you when you got a team, you got a team down, you got to step on their neck. So that's something that. But with the Patriots, it was a. Uh, it was bad it was it was hard to watch it really was we had no running game and no receivers couldn't catch the ball and you know the young quarterback we have he's he's not making the the big plays yet but he's he's not making a lot of mistakes but right now we're we're struggling and and, uh we got uh some guy named Brady coming in on Sunday (laughs) and it's gonna be rough
2: yep and Brady is gonna set the all-time passing record in NFL history and uh I at think Gillette Stadium. He's going to be <laughs> universally celebrated there, right? I mean, there's no. Yeah, there's, we talked about it last week. Yeah,
6: but. everybody loves Brady. I mean, I, I you know, I, I do a, I do a thing every week that I, I, I pick the, the 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 Patriots to win. But this week, I'm not going to even pick the Patriots to win. Wow. <laughs> Is this like the first this, time ever? This will be first time ever. You're picking I, Brady. I'm picking Brady over the Patriots on Sunday.
2: <laughs> Weird to say, but yeah. Hey, Brady and Gronk. It is what it is. Uh, he, he's got to throw a touchdown to Gronk, too, yeah, right? Yeah,
6: You you know that's going to happen. It's in the script. Yeah, you know that's going to happen.
2: Tony, uh, we'll talk more about your trip to Gillette. I, I want to go around the NFL with you and ask you about some of these undefeated teams. How real you think they are, mm-hmm. uh, including the Panthers, Broncos, and uh, and the Raiders. We'll get to that a little later on, but. We'll start with ECU, and uh, we'll hear some Mike Houston comments in just a moment. Both of my producers have left, so it's just you and I <laughs> on an island here, Tony. Uh, Tony, the players, we, and it's awesome to have these guys join us on Mondays on the Players Lounge, uh-huh. but Holt Naylor's Rajay Harris and Xavier Smith in particular all said, they admitted, Tony, that they, their preparation was lacking last week. They uh, were coming off a big win. They were taking on an FCS team where they're 25-point favorites. And they didn't come out and say this, but they, apparently they thought they could just cruise in there. And they put the ball in the tee and game over. And that, it's tough to hear that. But,
6: and, but you know, we're, we're not a team that... We're there at that point. I agree. Yet, you know what I mean. So yeah. I don't know how they can even think that way, um, but uh, it, it's just something that you know you you know that you you are better than this football team, and you know you are supposed to pound them. And you know at one time it was, was thirty one to fourteen, and that's when you you put you put your foot on their necks. Yep. And we we didn't do that, and that's what we got to get that killer instinct. Uh, Shirley, let's hear
2: Mike Houston, Co. One, is opening comments from yesterday following practice.
9: Had a uh, a very physical Tuesday practice. I thought the kids uh, had really good effort yesterday. Um, thought we were our execution was uh, you know a little bit sharper today, you know, which is what you expect second day uh, with the scheme. Uh, got to have a great Thursday practice. That's what I told them at to the end right there. Really, really sharp tomorrow. Uh, get ready to play at a very high level on thir- on uh, on Saturday. Um, got a, got a good football team coming in here on Saturday. It's a big ball game, conference opener. Uh, you know, it's going to be a challenge. Our guys are excited to play. So looking forward to 3:30 Saturday
2: tony uh i made a comment on saturday night after warren sabre recovered the onside kick late in the game and he gets a, a taunting penalty afterwards <laughs> i said i i had hoped we were past the taunting an fcs team in a three-point game after getting an onside kick uh, point in the program <laughs> but apparently we're not there was a lot of that going on on saturday and That was addressed right after the game. According to the players, it was addressed Sunday at practice. But Mike Houston uh, spoke on that cut two from yesterday, Shirley. Cut two, Shirley. Shirley. Cut two, Shirley.
9: Well, that ain't edge. Those aren't edge. Those are just lack of discipline. And, you know, we have not had those. My teams traditionally have not had those. We're not going to have those. So, I mean, there's no excuse for them. We got better composure. It hurt our team. Uh, it was dealt with sternly on Sunday. I don't expect to have him this week.
2: So Mike Houston going to try to take care of that. And again, Tony, we're not we're not the U. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're we're two and two right now. We, we don't. It almost feels like we think these guys think they're ahead of where they are, or something like that. They're trying to get all the rewards and hadn't kind of put in the work and earned it yet.
6: See, this is the thing and, and 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 every every season, there's a a pivotal game that you 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 that's gonna make not make or break your season, but it's gonna turn your turn your season to where you want it to be. And this game coming up against Tulane is one of those games. We have an opportunity to to, to be over five hundred if we win we for the first time this
2: late in the season yeah, since right. 2015 it's been a long time yeah
6: it's been a long time and, and and we have a we have an opportunity to do that but if we lose do you know what our next three or four games are
2: i know the next two ucf houston on the road
6: Talk. and that's that's not going to be easy man no. i mean so it, it's something that it's a pivotal game meaning that if we can somehow pull it off, and we can, we we have the opportunity to do it. But if we can, it, it can it can really turn our season to where I think uh, Coach Houston wants to, wants it to be.
2: No doubt, and uh, just spoke. But to if it. we lose, I know Tony,
6: we might have problems.
2: We might have some. I, I I think this is obviously a pivotal game for this year. I think it's a pivotal game. For the Mike Houston era, I, I, <laughs> it and
6: really, I say it that really because is. this is his third season. His,
2: you know, his, he a,
6: cannot he cannot win only three games this year. That that cannot happen.
2: Yeah, and I do think there's more wins on the schedule, but at this point, year three, Tulane is at, at least should be an equal to us. Now we've been looking up at them. They beat ECU three times in a row, but year three at home, it's a game you need to win. Yeah, man, we we.
6: Listen, let me let me tell you, we we should be, and I, you know, I know we we took a back seat when we, when they fired Ruff and we went backwards, but just think, man, we, we should have a team like UCF. We should have a team like Appalachian State. This is the kind of teams that we should have here at ECU, and we don't have that right now. But you know, how long is it going to take for for this to happen? I mean, are we going to keep shuffling coaches in? If if Coach Houston doesn't win this season, are, are we going to fire Coach Houston? Are we going to give him another well, shot? No,
2: he's he'll be back yeah. next year for okay. sure.
6: You know what I'm saying? So it's it's what's go, I I don't know what's going to happen. We need to win more in three games this year.
2: You said uh, we, we should beat UCF, Tony. It was 2015. We just went back to that season. The last time ECU had a winning record this late in the year, UCF was 0 and 12. And 2015. Now, 2015. 0 and 12. And then we know what they've been <laughs> over the years they come were on, able man. they were able to fix it very quickly and uh <sighs> and we have been patient we'll continue to be patient but we want to see some of those wins you mentioned uh coach ruff a moment ago tony how uh awesome was it when you heard that he was going to be inducted uh, into man, the I, had Fame? To,
6: I called him up on the phone and we had a good time talking man I, it's uh it, it was great great to see him come in and uh, uh i'm so happy for him he deserves every bit of it uh I just wish it was differently, but you know it is what it is, and I'm just really happy for my friend.
2: Yeah, and there was a lot of a lot of times, Tony, where you're, I was thinking, I think a lot of people were, will it ever be smoothed over? Because the way it was done, uh, the way he was ousted from here, of course, the people in charge of that are all gone now. I think yeah. that helps. Uh, you kind of bridge the gap between East Carolina and Ruff. But yeah. uh, I was uh, I was very happy to hear it. He was great on the Brian Bailey show. On Monday, and I, I told Bailey it, it sounded like five percent Bailey talking to a coach and ninety-five percent Bailey just catching up with an old friend because when Ruff talks, that's what it feels and like. And see that that's the thing. And about, I know you are friend. And, friends and with that's them, the but. thing
6: about Ruff. Ruff does, and, and it's it's you know I can I can sit back and say, man, you should you should really hate East Carolina right, right now. And Ruff doesn't. Yeah, he loves ECU, man. <laughs> I mean, he really what is, loves what ECU. Tony Collins
2: got fired from ECU? <laughs> what, what would you say when they called you up to ask you to go to the Hall of Fame?
6: Kiss my black hat.
2: <laughs> but, no, that's a great point, Tony. I mean,
6: I mean he absolutely loves ECU, man. He, said he has no hard feelings against ECU, man. So that's that's the kind of guy he is. You yeah. Know? So.
2: And uh, it's going to be a very special night. I think he's going to be here, he said, from the for the Friday ceremony. But he still has a job, unfortunately, with the yeah. guys in red down the road. <laughs> (laughs) Uh, And they play at Florida State that Saturday. So don't know if he's going to – I don't think he's going to be here for the game. Uh, But that's awesome. So uh, let's get back to current day. Shirley cut 10. Um, Glenn Griffin asked this one. Does the team use the outside criticism as motivation, uh, whether it be from media, whether it be from (laughs) fans, from anybody? And here's how Mike Houston answered that.
9: Well, if we're if we're paying too much attention to that, then we got our eye on the wrong on the wrong things. You know, um, you know, everybody told us we stunk after we lost to an SEC team by three at home. You know, that was kind of, in my opinion, stupid. I mean, uh, uh, we we didn't listen to it then. Okay, uh, everybody told us, uh, you know, last week, uh, you know, what a great job against Marshall and and uh you know what that game was supposed to be last week and i'm afraid that too many of our kids listened to it last week and so i think that was the lesson that was learned is you know if it's not said in this room right here in your meeting room then you guys kind of filter it out it's just got to go in one ear and out the other you know i just i I don't read much stuff and so i just because you can't you know it's you can't pay attention to that stuff you got to focus on what's important
2: tony i talk about the football team my whole life i've been Looking at message board, I've been the outsider. You've been the insider in that locker room. And when he says those things about what what's said in the meeting room and the locker room, if it's not said in there, don't pay attention to it. Uh, you know, does that message kind of hit home with you?
6: It, it does not hit home at all. I mean, I, I I grew up the totally opposite. When if we were just looking for. Uh, Another team to say something. You
2: wanted that bulletin board. We wanted something
6: (laughs) uh, uh, for for somebody to say something bad about our team.
2: Yeah,
6: that's what we wanted. That we we strived off of that. I mean, we didn't have the social media that they had now, but I think it would would, would even be better because that's something that we strive for, man. You're always looking for a chip or if, If a team, if North Carolina State said, you know, said anything about us, we would, man, we would try to. Oh my God! It, it. <laughs> so I, I'm not saying coach, coach is wrong, yeah. but I'm just saying when I came in, it's, it was just we we strived off of that. We wanted somebody, to, we wanted our fans not to like us. That so no no, what our thing is? We're gonna make you like us. That's what it is. I like
2: that. And, and look, I think. These coaches, uh, everybody. I'm not talking about Mike Houston specifically, but they all say ignore the noise, the outside noise, and in the same breath they'll say, "We heard what they said about it." You know what I'm saying? You, you like can,
6: you can't ignore it, right? I mean, it's, and they it's, use
2: it as motivation. They do, but you got to man. Yeah, that's uh, it's one of those fine lines. But everybody should just be like Belichick and just. Go, <laughs> rah, rah. Hey, Did rah. you see the interview? Yeah. It was <laughs> He was making weird noises, and there was one where the reporter and him were going back and forth about yeah. Brady. Did you see that one this yeah, week? Yeah. Belichick's been kind of on edge, but he still won't yeah. let the reporters get the best I of tell him.
6: You, I don't know. We better check up uh, Belichick. He's kind of kind of getting like Biden,
2: <laughs> uh, sleepy Bill. Did uh, do you have a? Uh, I know we've asked you this in the past. Do you have a relationship at all with Belichick? No,
6: I just with... met him yeah. a couple times. No, no type of relationship at all. No. Yeah.
2: And you're probably okay with it.
6: Although, I've heard he's... Oh, but let me tell you, the when, when, the, the time that I was with him, of oh, course, you know, we was at a little party, so we had a great time.
2: Hey, yeah, cool dude. Yeah, man.
6: we had fun, man. <laughs> we had a great time. I just can't
2: imagine you meshing <laughs> with Bill Belichick. But I've heard, you know, what everybody yeah, says about yeah, these guys. Yeah. Oh, great
6: sense of yeah, humor. All yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's funny. Oh, he's, he's funny. really funny. He really is. <laughs> all right. Let's
2: uh, take a time out. We'll come back. We got more to get to, Chandler.
4: Well, uh, Steve Hill has already put it in the comments, but we just found out the halftime show lineup, and it features uh, Kendrick Lamar. For ECU this Saturday? No.
10: (laughs) That (laughs) would be Super Bowl. Bowl.
4: Super Bowl. (laughs) All right, you left that out. Sorry. (laughs) But we have Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. We have Eminem. Okay. We have Snoop Dogg. Wow. Dr. Dre. Okay. And to top it off, Mary J. Blige. All right. Wow.
5: Mary J. Blige.
4: Something new.
6: Where's the Super La- Bowl going
4: to be at this
2: year? Los Angeles. L.A., I believe. Okay.
5: Well, they
2: got so the right... Far, the, so whatever it's called. so fast Stadium.
5: Yeah. Well, they got the right lineup if it's going
6: to be in L.A. Yeah, they West, sure do.
2: Uh, What's the last Super Bowl you went to, Tony?
6: That I actually went to? Yeah. I have the Super Bowl 20. No. as that, like... <laughs> Don't you used to go to the parties? But I, I go to, to the-, the parties but I never go to oh, the go to I never go to, go the, go games. to the game. <laughs> okay. When's the last Super Bowl party you went to? Oh, it's been probably about six years ago. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a, while. a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Troy
2: kept trying to get you to take him along and finally you said, All right, I'm just not going anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of Troy asking me if he can go. I took him to a couple of New England Patriot games. There you though. go. There you go. All right, we'll take a timeout, come back. Who will play in the Super Bowl? We'll ask Tony Collins. Yeah. Uh, we'll ask him that. Not talk the about Patriots. Some of these. <laughs>
6: You got that right.
2: <laughs> some of these 3-0 and teams, are they uh, pretenders or contenders? We'll do all that when we return after
4: this.
0: Listening to Hour Three of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Heartscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, cool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Heartscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today. At Carolina Heartscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostic Sun Furniture. Now back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Save lives, be a hero, and make a thousand dollars your very first. First month, donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA is the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $1,000 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Brock.
2: Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Touchdown Tony Collins fresh off an appearance at Gillette Stadium. Unfortunately, his uh, Patriots didn't play too well. The Saints going in there picking up a win. Saints are uh, are two and one. I think Jameis Winston is yet to throw for like two hundred yards in a game this year, which is and they're know, still two and one.
6: But he's the type of quarterback. Well, in the in the past, that you know he's throwing for 300, 400 yards a game, but he's also throwing three or four exactly. interceptions too. But yeah. so I guess uh, they're doing something uh, right, but he's not throwing a lot of for a lot of yards but they beat they beat the patriots
2: <laughs> they, they did tony let's look at some three and oh teams tell me how real you think they are the carolina panthers have given up 30 points in three games that's 10 points a game now they hadn't played world beaters they, that's, they'll that's, play that's, dallas this week we'll learn a lot how real are the panthers
6: that's game? the thing I, I i the the this week's test will will be the the the, the thing for them um dallas is playing really good football and if they can stay with Dallas, then I, I would say um, they're 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 pretty good. But you know they don't have their running back right now, so that's that's gonna that's crucial for them. They they need that guy, and so I, I don't think they can beat Dallas. I don't think they are a three and and0 team that um, people are gonna have to worry about until you know the running back comes back.
2: Yeah, McCaffrey out with that hamstring injury, and Dallas. Man, they're scary even before Zeke got going last week because Dak can throw it around to those receivers. But you had Ezekiel Elliott running all over Philadelphia. Like, if they get, I mean, they're unstoppable if they hit both the passing game and running I would game. I'm
6: going to tell one. you, the Cow- the Cowboys right now, they had the chance to beat Tampa Bay first game of the season. Yeah. And so, actually, they could be three and all. They could be a three and all team as yeah. well. I, I think right now, everything going, with how they're playing how 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 Dak is playing how 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 zeke is playing these guys got a potential to win a lot of games uh, in a row
2: i don't even need to ask you this the rams are a real deal three and oh team correct? absolutely I, yeah. I have to agree super with bowl that. contender
6: they they got the defense uh Stratford is i think is going to be a pro bowl quarterback this year no question about it they they got some good receivers they're gonna be a team to beat. Deshaun Jackson's still running. I didn't yards even know he was even on the he, team.
2: He played with you, didn't he? <laughs> it is amazing. He still runs the same route he ran when I he know. was a rookie and straight down the field. <laughs> Can't nobody catch him. It's crazy. And it did uh they tried it three times. It finally hit on the last one for eighty yards. Crazy, man. Uh all right. The Cardinals, I love Murray. I love their offense. Uh, Hopkins and all those guys, but are they a real three and O team right now? Do you believe in the Cardinals,
6: Tony? Uh, you see, I well they got the Rams this week, so we're we're gonna, yeah, we're, gonna yeah. we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out really where they're standing. And, and You know, um, uh, I think their quarterback is 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 very very good. He's he's playing he's playing really good football right now. I just want to see what their defense can do uh, against uh, Stratford.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. I mean that that Rams offense is tough. Let's go to the AFC. The Las Vegas Raiders are 3 and 0. And you know, Derek Carr First time in
6: a long time for that.
2: Huh? Carr's playing well, Gruden's got him going, and speaking of challenges, great Monday Night Football game next week Tony, the Raiders at the Chargers, that'll be a good one. Uh are the Chargers a, a playoff contender at 3 and 0 in your opinion?
6: I think they are. I-, I watched them play against Kansas City last week um and you know, they they there were step- The Chargers? Step- the Chargers, they beat Kansas City last week. Right, year. right. Right. Are the Raiders? Oh, you said Raiders. Three- oh, yeah. Okay, Raiders to me is is a team where. They this week we're gonna find out we're gonna find out exactly this who is find who out they week are. for all these. Teams. <laughs> it really it is. Really is yeah. We're gonna find out what they really are. I mean, they what they beat the they beat the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, they beat uh, uh, in overtime. And they beat the, they, beat they beat the Ravens, Ravens in overtime. In overtime. Yeah. And so the, all their games is they're, they're not they dominating. The they're not dominating the game. So we'll we'll definitely find out about them. But I like the Chargers. I think the Chargers are a, legi- a legitimate team unless Kansas City is stepped back i can't see Kansas City stepping back even though they're 1 and 2 right now yeah. they're they're a team that you know as long as they got Mahomes they got some you know you, that you got to handle
2: i told Igo earlier this week I, what if I, what if somebody a sports book gave you a $10,000 free bet said all you got to do is predict the records of the AFC West teams the first 3 weeks not the whole season just the first 3 weeks 10 $10,000 free bet Damn. nobody would have the chiefs 1 and 2 nobody. nobody would have the raiders 3 and 0 i don't know if anybody would have the broncos 3 and 0 and no. we'll, we'll get to them now tony but they've had a, a week schedule they got baltimore this week you're going to say we'll find out this <laughs> week because that's the case we're gonna find out but what about
6: teddy bridgewater good defense in denver i mean their defense is what's holding it i mean teddy teddy is is a a quarterback that he's not gonna make no mistakes he's gonna he's gonna take the ball down the field but uh i think it's their defense is gonna win games for them because they got an excellent defense but we're gonna definitely find out uh them them going against lamar jackson because lamar jackson is no joke
2: uh, I am not writing off the Chiefs yet. In fact, if they didn't have no, all you these can't, dumb you can't. turnovers, you they've had some bad fumbles. Yeah. Mahomes is kind of relying on... His magical arm a little too much, but they'll be fine. I mean, they're going to – Yeah, they'll,
6: they'll, they'll be they'll be in the playoffs. I think their defense is not where they were last year, but I, yeah. I think with Mahomes, you ain't got too much to worry about.
2: Uh, the Bills absolutely crushed my team last week, Tony. It looks like – we, we can look back at it now, but we're going to look back at some point in the season and say, how in the world did the Steelers, Steelers. win at Buffalo right. the way they did? That's a weirdest score of the season so far. The
6: only thing I can see with that was they were just thinking that now yeah, we're going to kill the Steelers. But you know that that's the only thing because right now if you look at the Buffalo team, they're putting up points. Their defense is playing well. Um, I don't know the last what two games they scored over thirty five points or something like that. And then um, they got the
2: Texans this week, <laughs> and they're seventeen point favorites basically.
6: Yeah. So uh, that 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 right now is a legitimate team in the in the AFC East uh, without a question. Uh, the uh, Buffalo Bills,
2: Tony. Let's get your way too early prediction. Uh, who's your Super Bowl <laughs> team? Who's your, who's in the Super Bowl <laughs> in LA? I'm
6: gonna tell you, man. I I, I, I like the Rams, and from coming from the NFC, I like the Rams, and you, you you can't count out Tom Brady. So it's gonna be a we're gonna battle. have a rematch. It's gonna it's gonna be a battle against those two teams uh, to make it to the Super Bowl, and, and you know, I just you just never know, you know, depending on injuries or whatever. But those two teams coming out, but the the AFC. With the Chiefs one and two, it seems wide open on it. I, you just right now, if you were, if I was to pick it right now, I would say Buffalo Bills will, will yeah. come will will be in the Super Bowl. But you you know you got a long season; anything can happen, and the teams are going to get better. Kansas City is going to get better. There's Definitely. no question about that. They'll they'll be in the thick of things so
2: and uh, heck, we live in a world where the Cleveland Browns are good, and the Cincinnati Bengals are two and one, about to be three and one if things go right tonight against the Jaguars. They got a
6: young team, man. They they got some good players on that team. So you just uh, you look at that team, but you know. Are, are they ready for Kansas City? Are they ready for yeah. uh, Baltimore? Are, are they ready for those type of teams? I don't I don't think they're ready yet.
2: Touchdown. Tony Collins joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. We'll get back to ECU football in just a moment, uh, more on our Bud Light ECU report, but right now Shirley Rhodes, let's make somebody a winner
5: booty 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 everywhere booty, booty 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 booty
2: everywhere all right how about a giveaway on a thursday shirley Rhodes? what do you want to hand out today
5: Uh, let's go with lunch for two at tiebreakers
2: lunch for two at tiebreakers i was there on sunday watching my awful team and all the other games <laughs> on their big tvs it was a lot of fun and uh, got some great food there at Tiebreakers. Shirley, what color are we looking for? 12. Color 12, 317-1250. More with Touchdown Tony Collins. we are hear from Donnie Kirkpatrick and Blake Harrell when we return on our Bud Light ECU report after this. <laughs>
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, cool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sun Furniture. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. Out. And if you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace or a pool walkway, a fire pit, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call at 364-1201. Or you can stop by the Carolina Hardscapes Outdoor Showroom on Fire Tower Road across from Bostic Sug Furniture. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes. And congratulations to John Carrere of Greenville picked up uh, lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff Brock.
2: Alright, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt also producing on today's program. Touchdown Tony Collins in the house. Got a um, Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard update after, Dabuck. Dabuck, after one round of play at the sanderson farms championship down in jackson mississippi harold varner the third is one shot back of the leader he finished today seven under par a nice. uh, 65 so wow. he goes into round two uh in really good shape uh, at that tournament still looking for that elusive first win on the pga tour he's had some top tens he's had some top fives he's been right there in contention but has never got that win, and uh, Tony Harrell... It's going
6: it's to happen soon.
2: He's making some loot, but when you hit that uh, that number one, when you get that win, that's that's the real money, right? Uh, there.
6: You know what? And <laughs> and, and, and it'll turn well not turn his his career around but it'll 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 take it to a, a another level and yeah. that's where he's trying to get and I, I, it's gonna happen for him the, the kid is great man
2: he's awesome and uh, a great person as well we love uh, talking to him here and uh love talking to all the former pirates uh, including tony collins and leonard henry if you're listening to our live edition jeff charles has a great pirate radio podcast with leonard henry coming your way at six o'clock today i listened to it yesterday uh leaving the station and uh it was awesome what a player and a running back leonard henry was and uh and what a man he is he was uh, awesome to hear so check that out coming up at six o'clock uh speaking of uh former pirates homecoming coming up this saturday and a big concert plan tony i know you're a big uh, parmalee fan
6: yeah that, that's it was in cool in the game right <laughs> tony <laughs> we're talking about parmalee
2: coming tony said what's the guy's name coming to play it's like it's a band tony it's a, it's a group uh parmalee will be the halftime show and this is uh it's a huge deal a to have them here at that but
6: what happened to snoop i thought snoop was coming
2: that's the super no that's Ball, the super Bowl. that's oh that's, a, oh, that's, super that's the super okay. Bowl. snoop uh <laughs> But uh, Parmley will be here Saturday, Shirley. That's pretty cool to have a, uh, a concert in-game for East Carolina. Uh, yeah,
5: I was actually thinking about this earlier today. You know, I've been here at Pirate Radio for 18 years, and I've been in the business covering ECU football for 22 or 23, and I don't remember a halftime show that involved a musical act that was not a band. And what I mean by that is like either the ECU marching band or high the schools. high school marching yeah, bands, right. which those are my right. favorites. But um, so I'm not sure it has been an extended period of time if it's ever happened i'm, I'm not sure we tried to, to check in on that but nobody that i checked in with but we could had be making recently.
2: history uh, there, there's
5: a good possibility
2: and tony we, collins will be there yeah i sure will oh. tony uh, i remember floating this around last year around super bowl time who would be your if you could choose the musical act at a super bowl who would you choose i went with the foo Fighters. so you probably don't. The who? yeah exactly <laughs> they're a rock band uh, Shirley, what was your call?
5: I oh, gotta remember. What is
2: it now? Who do you want to see at the Super Bowl? Chandler, well, what's yours? it would
5: have been Prince, but Prince has already
6: a had already performed
5: people. and no longer living. The Soggy Bottom Boys. Okay, oh, wow.
4: I,
6: I guess I guess I'm kind of old because I'm thinking Earth Wind and Fire. I was gonna say, I
2: mean, <laughs> choose whoever you want. But so that would be your your choice. Yeah, Earth Wind and Fire, no doubt. All
5: man. right, I, you know. Well, they're not. Hey, I Bryce think they, Williams. I, well, no, <laughs> Hurry I mean, up. Well, my first thought was Led Zeppelin, but I don't think that they're performing anymore, are they?
2: Well, you still got. Three of them alive, right? <laughs> yeah, but I don't think they're performing
5: anymore. Page
2: Plant and
5: John. Okay, Paul but Jones. Queen.
2: I think when you ask, Queen Freddie Mercury's
5: definitely <laughs> dead. Yeah, but they had, they were, but he they do have a replacement lead singer. <laughs> All, right. All right, Adam Lambert.
2: I think oh, I went from with, uh, one of those shows, right?
5: Yeah, uh, I think it's uh, American Idol or something. Uh, yeah, American Idol.
4: I think I went with Motley Crue when you asked back in uh, February during Super Bowl time. So I'm gonna get Motley Crue again because I think they're going back on tour.
2: Um, Matt just brought up R. Kelly. We'll bypass that. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not going there. <laughs> we'll quickly move along. What's
6: wrong with R. Kelly?
2: Huh. A lot.
6: <laughs> Tony,
3: <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Dude. Dude.
2: <laughs> we need to get Tony a subscription to the newspaper. Well, that ain't. it. <laughs> Oh, dear. All right. Let's. uh, Sometimes
6: I I, I catch myself listening to R. Kelly's music because I'm going to just tell you his music is really good, but the guy's guys a creep. (laughs) I know. It's tough. It's it's hard to ignore. I believe I can fly. He's got some good music, man. You
2: separate the art from the artist, right? You
5: got to. I mean, it's hard to ignore Remix to Ignition.
2: I'd fresh out the kitchen. I mean, some people feel the same about Michael Jackson. Yeah, well, yeah. A lot of artists Uh, like that all right let's quickly get out of here and uh let's hear from donnie kirkpatrick what if mark surely. kelly shows well, up on saturday
5: <laughs> boy this is going off the rails real fast
2: all right you know what i'm gonna ride with it tony what would you do would you call the authorities would you say you better hide robert wait what would you do what, i would
6: say you, you got some music you're gonna play <laughs> Stay that's, away from my kids. That's the, only, that's the only thing I need you for. Write me, hit a, hit a, hit a note for me. Or something. <laughs> Look, if R. Kelly shows up,
4: if, if R <laughs> Kelly shows up on Saturday, you're not at Daddy Ficklin Stadium. Uh, you're at no, jail. Right? Yeah, you're in a <laughs> different. <laughs> yeah, you're in, in you a different place. You might want to check your surroundings. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, please, Donnie Kirkpatrick, please. <laughs> well, Houston about third down. I it's kind of up earlier this year. He said first
3: and second down, kind of big things. That is that really kind of the main thing, or is
8: Uh, Well, I think it's a big part of it. I mean, if you were in less third downs, obviously it would be better because when you play really good, you kind of skip third down. You go make first downs. Uh, But uh, probably third and long, you know, is bad. I know we started off the other night. We had two possessions in the first quarter, and we got in third and long both times. And so that's not good. It's hard to make third and long. So, yeah, I think if you play better on first and second down, obviously it will help you third down. Uh, we, We haven't. We haven't gotten a very good percentage on third down for one reason or the other. It's been it's been different things. Again, if it was one thing you'd just fix the one thing. Uh, but it's you know, it's been protection early in the in the year it was protection. Then we dropped some balls, you know, in the second game and then we've just, just not played well enough on third down, but I think he, I think he's on to something there that it's too many third and longs.
6: If you guys are to be successful this weekend, what do you got to do better than a little bit than you did last
8: week? Well, we got to outscore them. I mean, that's the thing. you got you got to score more points than the other team. That's the main thing, and that's the only thing that really matters. You know, you you, you play a game, and there's really there's four outcomes of the game. You can play really good and win, and everybody's happy. Now, the coaches never think you play that good. You you could play bad and win, okay, kind of like we did what, what everybody said we did the other night. You know, in the end, that's good. You know what I'm saying? That just means you've got to go work, okay. You, you can play really good and lose. We've done that before. That, that that sucks. That's no good either. You know what I'm saying? Or you can play really bad and get your tail beat. And we used to do that. We don't do that anymore. Hopefully we don't go back to that. So, you know, offensively, and I know I keep beating the same dead horse. It's just a matter of consistency. We've shown that we have big playability. Okay, so that's going pretty good. You know, Keaton's making a lot of big plays. Some other guys are making some big plays. size made some big plays. You know, everybody has done that. What we're not doing is we're not being very consistent. We're not making five and six-yard plays very often. You know, we're either popping the long run or we're not getting anything. You know, we're throwing incomplete. We're not running the ball very well. So, so Keaton's having a heck of a year overall, but most of it's because he's making a lot of big plays. So we, we just got to be more consistent. We've, we've shown at Marshall we scored 21 points in, in the, the fourth quarter in like seven, eight minutes, right? Okay, that's pretty explosive, okay? And that's also saying you can get the ball back and do some things. The other day, in the four, the second quarter, we scored four times, 24 points. Should have been 28. I thought we blew two down the goal line, and we had to settle for the field goal. Uh, I think we, that was in like eight minutes. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. We, we were hitting it really good. We, we, well, we Third quarter's an issue. You know, third down's an issue. Maybe it's threes. I don't know. Uh, we didn't play very good in the third. We didn't come back out. We lost our edge a little bit there or something. But it's just a matter of being consistent. We're just making mistakes that just, that just shoot us and put us in bad situations. So we, we, that's what we're constantly working on out there on the field is just being more consistent, you know. We've had, we've had a lot of guys play well at times, and we've had a lot of guys that haven't played good enough consistently, though. That's, that's the whole main thing. And that's coaching. That's on me for the offense and, and on down the line to the coaches. we got to do a better job of making sure that they know what to do and that they do it right consistently
2: donnie kirkpatrick his comments from uh wednesday and one thing he talked about earlier in that tony was third down conversions mm-hmm. east carolina on the ub stat sheet converting 30 percent on third downs 18 of 60 on the year and that is just not. you know getting done. I,
6: I i like donnie and and i i was i, I was almost kind of getting upset but at the end he did say something that uh, Make me feel a lot better because he said that you know the coaches got to do a better job, and, and that's exactly what's what's it going to have to be. And I'm not saying that you, the coaches can't go out and play, yeah. But the coaches can put the players in a position to win, yeah. And that's something that we 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 need to do. And uh, and I think him, for him being more consistent with the play calling, it's going to help. Uh, I mean, you know, here's the thing: a quarterback. The way how we have the way we have our quarterback right now, our quarterback can run the ball actually. Yeah. He's a he's a good runner. And so but but he he can throw the ball as well too. But we gotta find a a, a, a package where he's protected. And you know, I don't care how good a quarterback you are, if you're not you're not being protected. Then we got some problems, but you know it's it comes down to uh, play calling, everybody making plays, and people being in the right position. But I think the coaches have a lot to do, have a lot of input in this, and making sure these players are in the position to win, putting them in the position to win.
2: I know what ECU wants to be. I feel like I know what Mike Houston wants ECU to be, and that's a running offense. And and Rajay Keaton get those guys running, and and then open up maybe a play action. And but Tony, we're going into week five. And we we still don't know like what we want to do offensively. It feels like they they don't know what they can do well and what they want to be, and it makes it look kind of clunky out there on the field.
6: But here is the thing: you you got to put the ball in the playmaker's hand. Okay, this this kid this kid is just unbelievable. Keith Mitchell, I said earlier in the week, you got to get this kid the ball. At least he's got to touch the ball. 17 times a
2: game 100% and and not just hand it off yeah put him the in the field. slot do different things Screen with him get him the
6: ball you yeah. got to get this kid the ball cj is not getting the ball enough i mean i don't know if it's I don't know if it's the play call I don't know if CJ's not getting open, but that's another kid that needs the ball more.
2: We finally saw some crosses with Snead. Get him the football because he can make plays yeah. after the catch. Get these playmakers the you ball. you got to give him the ball. I agree with you on Mitchell. I would love to see more wrinkles with him do it, lining up in different spots. At least 17 times that kid needs to touch the ball. At least. And, and draw up four or five where he's not in his normal in the backfield. Do something different with him and uh, because man, he has been
6: absolutely. Can you see electric. him? Uh, we going this way, and he come back with a reverse. Yeah, going to catch this guy. Yeah, nobody I mean You, you him. just you just got to create plays for this kid, man, because he's he's a, he's a he's a unbelievable kid.
2: Uh, Tony, you're already two guarantees in the hole in 2021. Two. You guarantee the Patriots would beat the Saints. I did. Pretty sure you did. I
6: can't remember that.
2: I know you can't remember anything.
6: I I, I thought I guaranteed the the, the win for you the guaranteed Pirates. ECU. I'm I did?
2: pretty sure you doubled down. I, I, I
6: don't remember I that. know for sure I, I we got a dumb mayonnaise
2: on your head. We're gonna do that at some point.
6: Oh uh, yeah. Well Troy's not here, so we, Troy's we, we, in charge we, we, of that. Yeah, Troy's in charge of that. Um uh, <laughs> when we return, we'll get
2: your prediction <laughs> for Saturday and we'll see if you have a guarantee for the weekend as okay, well. I sure
6: will. I got a guarantee. I think I, You got a guarantee? The is going to win? No. Nah. You got to guarantee I that. They're, they're playing the Falcons. You guys they're can't gonna... beat the Falcons.
2: All right. We'll see what happens. Maybe I will. <laughs> we'll take a timeout, come back. Tony Collins will wrap it up with him after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sun Furniture. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. It was a rough day for the stock market today. The Dallas down 546 points at 33,843. The NASDAQ was down 63 at 14,448 and the S&P fell 51 points at 4,307. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. And a quick look at your Buck scoreboard. One college football game tonight Miami will host Virginia that kickoff is at 7 30 and of course NFL action tonight the Bengals host the Jaguars you can hear that game right here on Pirate Radio beginning at 8 o'clock that is a look at your scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall it's your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates the Buccaneer Music Hall is open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night and now during football season they have food trucks during the day Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for an updated schedule, and we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back into PRL. your Split Brock. The
2: Buck. <laughs> the Buck. All right. I'll be watching football tonight and keeping an eye on the baseball scoreboard because here's the deal. The Yankees have the top wild card spot in the AL, one-game lead over Boston. Boston plays uh, the Orioles tonight. The Yankees play the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are a game back of Boston for the second spot. And the Mariners are idle. They are a half-game back. They're still in the mix. So all that's going on in the AL. On the NL side of things, if the Braves beat the Phillies, they clinch the NL East. So that's what's going on with your MLB playoff races on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard, Saturday, three thirty. Tony Collins, East Carolina versus Tulane. Tulane is a four-point favorite in this game against the Pirates. What's your prediction for Saturday?
6: My prediction is going is going to be a lot of points scored, um, and I am I'm, I'm believing that we can pull it off at the end. Three seconds left. <laughs> uh a field goal kicker will kick kick a 47 yard field goal and we'll win 37 to 34
2: that was pretty detailed i gotta give credit (laughs) on that owen daffer with the winner a 47 yarder
6: 47 so not a
2: 66 yarder like justin tucker did you see
6: that oh my god let me tell you something. whenever whenever football hits the crossbar it always goes backwards oh yeah right this this went forward it, that was, was the incredible. wildest incredible. finish i've ever seen incredible man
2: incredible. that's
6: a doink that actually went <laughs> perfect
2: no right you know justin Tucker's a bad man i said this earlier this week you had guys on twitter tony tory smith uh darius butler Um, Emmanuel Acho, all these former NFL players were arguing about who the GOAT kicker was on Mm -hmm. Sunday. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever talks about kickers. You don't talk about kickers. No, you
6: never talk about kickers.
2: But Butler was saying, that's great, Tucker, but Vinatieri the GOAT. And then Torrey Smith was like, are you crazy, Justin Tucker? You never hear people like like stepping up for kickers and i saw real position nfl players doing
6: that it was crazy when you win games like that man well when you kick 66 yarders which is an nfl record record. yeah that was awesome
4: justin tucker's rating on madden went from a 87 to a 99 after that kick
5: was
6: he
4: 87
5: I have
6: Should no have idea. Enough. He was the 87? That's, he was that's 87 wrong. rating. That's, wrong. Wrong. that's just highway robbery. Yeah, he's, like he's like the top kicker in the NFL. Of Perry, all time. Anyway, yeah. yeah. How's he get an 87?
2: Uh, uh, Tony, you got an ECU winning in your prediction. Do you have a
6: guarantee for this week? I do have a guarantee for this week. Of course. And I, I do a thing every every Sunday uh, with my Patriots, and I've, I've never picked my Patriots to lose a game. Ever. I've never picked them to lose a game. Yeah. But this Sunday... I'm picking them to lose. Tom Brady's gonna come in there and beat the dog. <laughs> wow, dog what? I've never heard Tony say this about I, his team. I've never, I've never said it before. But you know, you just gotta, you just gotta understand what's gonna happen. How so, many
4: yards does he need for the record?
6: Not many. many yeah. <laughs> he probably get He'll that get done in the, in the first, first quarter. Yeah. So
4: not only are
2: you picking the. Well, I'm not even gonna say the Bucks. You're picking Brady to beat the Patriots. Are you
6: guaranteeing? He gets a guarantee. Absolute guarantee, guarantee. that the, the uh, Brady beats the New England Patriots this week. Guaranteed. Sunday night football. Yeah, It's uh, going to be fun to watch.
2: The last time you'll ever hear Tony say that about his patience. That's the last time. <laughs> Tony, enjoyed it, man. You going to the game Saturday? Absolutely. We'll be there. Power Radio tailgate zone? Absolutely. Alright, sounds good. Let's do it. Thanks for hanging out with us, TC. We'll see you next week. Yes, Will sir. we see you next week?
6: Yes, sir. I'm, right. I'm in town.
2: We'll be back with you Friday, 3 o'clock. Chandler, we'll see you Monday. See you Monday, buddy. Have fun at your wedding. Thank you. Not you, my you're wedding. you getting married? Not my wedding. Not my wedding, buddy. <laughs> He's missing four days of work. He might 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 as well.
5: I hope them shoes work out for you. That's all I'm
7: saying.
2: (laughs) We gotta tell Tony about your shoes. We'll tell you that
7: out there. (laughs) Uh,
0: We'll be back with you Friday, 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of The Voice of the Pirate Nation.